Excelsior, true believers, and happy Halloween as well. It's me, good old Stan Lee. It's actually me, it's Stan Lee, it's not Ryan Leopolis. This isn't the newest episode of Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 68. Not nice. Not nice. Not yet. I'm joined with the truest of believers, Brandon T. McClure, and Benjamin Magneto the Magnet. Excelsior, true believers. And I knew his Stanley so much better, so I already regret signing up for this. <laughs> but that's you... the only thing he can do because immediately it's going to be terrible. Oh. I don't think so, Brandon. No, because you're right. here <laughs> no, at you're right. God! <laughs> God hey guys, welcome to this new well, let me, episode. Well, let me try it one more oh. time. All right. Greetings, true believers. Yeah. That was better? That was better. That was I, better. I expected more, but that's good enough. Hey guys, okay. welcome to this new episode. <laughs> it's Halloween. We it went did. to a Comic Con. We a, did. It's a pretty good Sunday. It's not Halloween. Well, it's almost. it's the it's the Halloween spirit. Oh, that's fair. I went to. I'm ha- always in the spirit. Of I did go to a Halloween party last night. Exactly. So does that count? I mean, Halloween is on a Tuesday this year. That yeah, sucks. This weekend it's Halloween weekend. accounts. Yeah. I mean, I saw so many people in costumes. Like, it's fine. I mean, I drove yesterday for Lyft, and oh, how uh, many people did you pick up in Spookies? Uh, quite a few. Awesome. Uh, there's a Holly Quinn, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the first girl I picked up. Any question? Penny. Suicide Squad Harley Quinn or classic Harley Quinn? <gasps> Thank you. Props yeah. Random drive, uh, yeah. passenger. Random she was passenger. Pre- she was pretty cute. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Kind of regretting not getting her number. Oh. Harley Quinn. Happy Creepy birthday. Creepy when your driver asks for your number, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should have just dressed as a Joker. It would have been fine. Oh, no. I don't dress up. Oh, you're right. Did yeah. you, you, ever, you already got a bigger tips, I bet. Maybe. Maybe. I might get candy for a Tuesday and drive around on Tuesday night with yeah. candy. That's actually a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. Lure not, children not to get off topic car. on Halloween, guys, but I really like Halloween. It's, I'm kind of bummed it's not on the weekend. Dude, yeah. Halloween is like my favorite, one of my favorite holidays ever. Like yeah. this part, this part of the year is my favorite because you got Halloween, October, you got uh, Thanksgiving, and our gobble, birthdays, gobble. Brandon, in November, and you got Christmas in December. If only the weather matched. It's so yeah, it's so hot as it's a, been, hot as shit. Yeah, it was what the hell. Hundred degrees. It's October, you guys. Yeah, so I don't know if you live somewhere where it's snowing right now, but you're, you'd be happy birthday for you guys. Like rest of the country is like, oh yeah, we're enjoying fall. Everything's nice. Leaves Cali- are changing. California. Uh, I, I know it's on you guys. Fire. I know you guys don't like sports, but the very first game of the World Series was the hottest ever in World Series. Yeah, history. I saw that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's and bananas. then when they went to uh, um, Houston, Houston, it was regular like regular fall weather. Well, they just that. had a big hurricane, so Houston can have a break. Just yeah. so you guys know, I don't like Halloween. Yeah, That's I right, re- I was don't. listening to the podcast the other day, and and I I get it. I just don't like it. We we listened to what podcast the other day? The fake nerd podcast. Really, this one? Yeah. You listen to this? I, sometimes. I'm sorry. It's okay. No. I need something when I'm pooping. So. <laughs> <laughs> I poop for one hour to two hours specifically, so it's usually about that time. Oh, so, good, good, good. So instead of reading like other people do, you yeah. just like, so well, I'm taking I listen, a shit. I I'm... listen to you guys, and it helps me get through my shit. While shows. you're taking a shit. <laughs> so the Fake Nerd Podcast, good for long drives and long shits. Exactly. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> Oh, good oh, gracious. Man. Hey, guys, we went to a Comic-Con this we weekend. Did. We, did. we did. It was we did. awesome. Uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed this convention. This was a good one. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about Long Beach Comic Expo. No, no, it was Gosh. Comic-Con. Long Beach Comic-Con. Comic-Con. One of them. Expo was in uh, February. Long Beach Part 1. Uh, and it was, uh, we talked about it before, not a lot of comic vendors, uh, not a lot of cosplayers. This time, lots of guests, lots of artists, lots of comic vendors, yeah. like some good stuff. Yeah. This, some this, really good stuff. Really yeah, man, good the stuff. Rock was there, the Black Eyed Peas were there. There were so many good celebrity guests. Uh, Andrea Romano, Phil Lamar, Tara Strong. I got to. Uh, the atmosphere was so was so positive was awesome. and so jumpy. It was so great. It was, it was a lot of a really lot, good of, a lot of fun. Yeah, no, man. I, it made me feel. Uh, it, it was awesome because you guys know, like for the you guys weren't there with me, but for the um, retro gaming expo at the very beginning of this year. Yeah, yeah. I put on my my, my Mega Man helmet, my Buster, and my sweatshirt. Wah, 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 wah. 
just just as like a little i'm just gonna go have some fun i'm not like expecting to, i'm like i'm cosplaying quotate with like cash cause. with like cash air cause. quotes yeah and i do the same thing for uh, los angeles this year yes on yesterday Holy um cr- stanley Stan we Lee. didn't have that whole opening for nothing. Stanley's oh, yeah. Comic Con. Stanley's LA Comic Con. <laughs> and I was not expecting all people saying, Yo, you're Mega Man. This is awesome. Yeah, Can man. I get a photo or, or whatnot? I was like, This is really cool. It actually. was the good side of, yeah, it was. of cosplay. Because I like that side of cosplay where it's like, Hey, you're dressing up as someone you love. Yeah. Good, good job. Yeah. And like, we can re- I can relate to that. I like and that. And holy crap. Brandon, I know this isn't beat you, but I wanted to bring this first because you're a showstopper next and it has to stop the show. Showstopper. Um, ba 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 uh, a gentleman. Well, uh, we were at the con yesterday. A gentleman approached me and asked for a photo. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, no problem. And we're taking pictures, and he's talking. He's like, yeah, uh, Mega Man's awesome. I'm actually the voice actor for Mega Man X and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. That's dope. I almost lose my shit. That's awesome, dude. I'm talking to us, and he comes up to me. He yeah. sees this random. You kid. know why? Because he's a fan too. Yeah, he That's is. Why cons are great. I got his. His name is uh, Ted Scrub. He is. The, I probably totally just messed up his. Sorry, Ted. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You are awesome. I was geeking out. I was trying to be professional because I was wearing my press badge, but I was like, be professional. Wow. Try to hopefully we get on the show eventually. Fingers crossed. And he gave me his business card, but the best thing is the he had multiple business cards with like different uh, anime characters and video game characters that he has portrayed. Man. He gave me Mega Man. Damn right. Yeah, so. It would been weird if he gave you a different one. <laughs> no, he specifically looked for a Mega Man one. He's like, here go. it is. We'll talk. We'll email each other, so... I love it. Yay. I talked to The Rock. Me and him are homies now. We're getting <laughs> beers and brunch tomorrow. No, that didn't happen. That'd be pretty great. I just got to meet my Twin Peaks people. More yeah, Twin man. Peaks people, baby. I didn't get my, my Power Ranger variant signed this year. That's okay. Uh, but I did get a sweet uh, Hawkeye hardcover. Normally $100 for $35. Dude, that, book, that is a future book club, for sure. That book, oh, is, yeah. that book is the best Hawkeye book ever made. Now, yeah. I mean, no offense to like any other Hawkeye book, but like that book's just like incredible. Well, are like there any are there any seminal Hawkeye runs that people honestly talk about? only after like Jeff Lemire did some mm-hmm. uh, like all the stuff now is good but like before that not really he was a West Coast Avenger and to <laughs> reference uh, Ben's showstopper that he uh, set me up for I'm not going to say it because oh. I was not a sure thing <laughs> he's not a sure thing yet and uh, it, when it becomes a sure thing we will, we will discuss yes. it on the show but it, no, needless to say it is very exciting it is I got to meet. Tom King and Greg Capullo and James Tenney in the fourth. And they're going to be on the show. No. That'd be dope. <laughs> they are, they are, that's the Bat family at DC. Those are the three guys like, who do the Bat stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and it was really awesome to meet the writer of Vision and Mr. Miracle and like the, uh, the artist at Dark Knight's Metal. Like, Greg Capullo is the greatest Batman artist alive right now, man. Greg Capullo uh, told you that he might be doing Wonder Woman. Oh, I got something. hot scoops. Like, he, he's told everyone. But like, he, he's talked about how he wants to do a Swamp Thing comic, right? And I like Swamp Thing. I was like, yo, Greg, you got to do that Swamp Thing book. And he was like, and everyone starts laughing around him because like, apparently like, this is the thing for him. He's like, yo, man, let me tell you, like, they want me to do this Wonder Woman book, and I want to do this Swamp Thing book, but like, I, I'm probably gonna do this Wonder Woman book first, but I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, oh, that's good. When he does it, I'm I'm first in line. Damn right, dude. I'm gonna pre-order all of it. All right, well, should we get to our bread and butter? Yes, please. We got a lot to cover this week. It was a it was a juicy, buttery week. It's surprising because when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, not a whole lot happened this week, yeah. and then it's like, uh, we're gonna start with some miscellaneous stuff real quick, just stuff that really didn't have a place. Misc. Uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, was announced this week to have a second season. That's fine. That's cool. And I'm going to be honest, I'm shocked. Yeah? Not quality-wise, because uh, I haven't watched past the first two episodes. Not for uh, lack of I won't. Yeah. I just I, I have heard it's gotten better. Yeah. People I mean, like it. My whole thing is... Set it in the set it further in the future. Not I don't. Have if, enough if you just prequels. pretend this is like the pro, the, the, the 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 what are the movie Kelvin universe. If, if you pretend it's the Kelvin universe, it's great. It's fine. It's yeah. totally fine. Well, anyway, so my whole thing. So 
I was surprised because I'm more surprised that CBS All Access ploy worked. It was successful. That CBS All Access was successful. That's crazy. Are, are we living in an alternate reality where it did work? Because I was for sure thinking it was good. It was good. It's not die. like it's not like it's not like they're like Netflix now. But like it's definitely when you told me those numbers, I'm like, no shit, really. They got double the amount when they premiered the Grammys. Yeah. Uh, which I think was like 4 million. I think the number is 4 million new subscribers for Star Trek Discovery, uh, which is a lot. That's a lot. Look, it's not Netflix, but it's successful. And I'm surprised. I didn't think that this ploy would work because there were so many Star Trek fans who were like, I'm not paying for a Star Trek show. But you know what? I think... I think there's just enough that are like I don't mind spending. Like, what is so it? Ten too. bucks a month? Five bucks a month? Uh, five ninety nine if you get the no if you get the no commercial plan, and nine ninety nine if you get the commercial the no nine ninety nine if you get Pay the no commercials. commercial plan. Oh my god, that's a world we're gonna live in. <laughs> five ninety nine if you don't want if you do want commercials if you don't you. care. I gotcha. And you the, there's after like Hulu. there's after Trek, which is also a show that they talk about like you know Talking Dead. Yeah, like yeah. That, so. Surprising. That's cool, man. Uh, I'll I'll probably fin- I'll watch it like when the season's over. Probably. Yeah, I'm, I mean the hiatus is coming up in November. Uh, spoiler alert: we may be doing a spinoff show about it uh, of the show, so we're seeing about doing we're something with that. Boldly go- boldly and uh, so probably at that point I'll f- finish the whole thing. Uh, but hey, a successful Star Trek show is only is only good news. It's not a bad thing. That, no. I, I don't want the show to be bad or be unsuccessful, man. I no, want I want to be in it. Well, don't get closer. I'm just moving it. Oh, okay, I got you. Um. Godzilla Monster Planet released a new trailer. It sure did, Brandon. What's it about? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You don't speak Japanese? <laughs> do, do you not? <laughs> no. Konnichiwa. That was I've that. offended everyone. I, hello and goodbye. <laughs> this segment. I'm pissed off. I am very pissed off right now. Tell me about anime, Godzilla. Goodbye, every single Japanese <laughs> audience member. We've... Anyways, we so, secretly have a no. Million. Please come back. Well, Godzilla Monster Planet. They also released kind of a, a bit of a, a little bit more story points, and it looks like this the kid, uh, the main character, left Earth uh, twenty years ago when Godzilla first attacked, mm. and uh, he's the one who's like pioneering them to go back to Earth. But twenty, well, as we know from the first synopsis, twenty thousand years has passed. Yeah. Now, more so, I wanted to discuss what we think of the aesthetic of the movie, because it's. I'm not crazy about that cell shaded animation. Neither, uh, neither am I. I mean, they do. When I first saw this type of animation, it was in Sailor Moon Crystal. They do it for the Sailor Mo- for the Sailor Scouts transformation scenes. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool at first, but then they go to back to the traditionally drawn esque animate animation, and that's what I prefer. I don't know if I'm just a that. Oh, I'm an old soul. I like cheaper, the original two D stuff. It just doesn't look well. That, I like doesn't look good to me. It's like a uh, cell shading in video games a little. I bit. always liked. The 2D anime. So when I first heard about an anime Godzilla movie, I was excited because those like, traditional 2D animation with Godzilla yeah. would look insane. Oh, yeah. Hand-drawn traditional totally animation is too expensive but these this, days. But this looks really restrained. Like there's no like insane visuals. I don't think because they're not going to show all that yet. But could, could be. And also I think we did see some cool visuals. Are we going to – do you think we're going to see other other kaiju or are they going to make up new kaiju for this? I think like, we're going to see Ghidorah. Well, we saw a bunch of like like monsters, so I don't know how much really they're going to uh, go into other There was stuff, a monster that kind of looks like Ghidorah. It wasn't Ghidorah, but it, it looked like it had two heads. Yeah. yeah they have – um. Uh, so if rumors would believe, be believed Godzilla is a plant. Um, swamp thing. A giant, a giant sentient plant. It's a freaking swamp that's thing, baby. Fine, I that's, guess. That's swamp thing. And uh, listen, if Godzilla is a protector of the Earth, would he not be an extension of the Earth? Swamp thing. Just, he, just, I'm just in this universe. Am I, am I not wrong? No, you're not wrong. I'm just, I'm just saying. 
So I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, the movie's going to drop in, no- in November seventh, November seventeenth, in Justice League, in Japan. <laughs> uh, shortly after, will show up on Netflix, but no official Netflix release date has been announced. Um, I, look, well, I'm excited for any new Godzilla movie. Bring it on! But I have yeah. to say, in this hey, movie, just Godzilla just looks enormous, even bigger than he does or than he did in the tw- 2014. Does he not look version. like the he looks a lot one? like the 2014 yeah, version of Godzilla? But he looks bigger, like much more massive. Yeah, to his me. hips can get bigger. <laughs> Those are some baby hey hips. Are his, we still going back to His the hips were not that big in the 2014 Godzilla. It was Shin Godzilla that had the massive Oh, hips. you're right. Oh, I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> My God. No, yeah. Hey, real kaiju hips. Curves. Don't lie. They should have called him Shakirazilla. Man, the Shin Godzilla hips. Oh, boy. I got I to gotta watch that movie because that, that I, one version I watched it. I have it. I still haven't seen I'm it. I'm borrowing it. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Do it. Hell yeah. Uh, the, Japanese, uh, the Japanese version and the English dub. I love it. Which is one I want to watch because, man, that movie is a novel. Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. got to read that movie. Aww. Anyway, mm, I want to check that out again, too. Uh, moving on, uh, non-player. Hey, guys, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you. What Before this you is get about. into this, like, you were telling me this whole, like, chronicle get... <laughs> of the nonsense this is. <laughs> yes. And I cannot wait to talk it's about hilarious. it on the show. Oh, right. Ben, you were asleep. He was <laughs> he was in the Upside Down listening to baseball. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let me, let me, let me describe to you this comic book. Mm-hmm. So non-player, the future kind of sucks, and that goes double for Dana Stevens. She's stuck in a dead-end tamale delivery job. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I had to make sure I read that right. (laughs) And she's way too old to be living with her mom. But in the online fantasy world of Jor... Jarvath. Is this just Ready Player One? This uh, sounds like Ready Player One. She's an elite warrior when she slays the wife of celebrity game character King. You're bad. Hermoth. <laughs> King Hermoth. Her fame seems all but guaranteed. That is until the game spins totally out of control. This sounds like Ready Player sounds One. Sounds like a, a, any virtual reality. Look at these covers. I, I've seen the covers. They look awesome. No, except They're super th- cool. This this sounds like Ready Player One, but in a medieval fantasy ser- setting than like the smorgasbord setting that Ready Player like, One is really in. It's, it's interesting. Okay, so the first issue dropped in on April 6, 2011. Oh. So now tell me, how many issues do you think have come out since April 6, 2011? I know, Ben. You should answer. Ben, this. answer, please. Let me guess. The way, just the way that you're talking about this, one. Yes. Do you know when the second issue dropped? Uh, this month? This week? June 3rd, 2015. Holy So shit. now, let me tell you the four, chronicle four years, of non-player. Four years later. Okay. So, non-player. Did they get sued? No. <laughs> non-player is written by, let me get the name here. Um, oh, his name is not on here. Is Nate something? Uh, yeah, sorry. Nate Simpson. There you go. So it's published by Image Comics, and he published it, and he worked on it. He's the writer, artist, and it was this whole cool thing. And my manager at the time, um, drinking game, I worked at the comic book store, mm-hmm. um, he, my manager slash friend, he talked to him and asked him, are you just doing this to get the the film rights? Uh, like, are you just making this to make are a movie? Are you just making this, to, making this to get a movie? And he said, no, I'm going to finish it. Well, a couple months later, the film rights were picked up for this for this non-player comic. Four years later, the rights lapsed. All the money, blah, blah, blah. You know, it ran out of all the money. He publishes the second issue. And now he says, no, you know what? This time I'm going to finish it. It's been since 2015. It's been two years. And guess what? Legendary Pictures has picked up the film rights to this comic book. That's why we're talking about this. That's why we're talking about this. Oh. So That's we're gonna, why we're I'm getting... telling you the story of Non-Player. <laughs> comic from 2011 that never got finished. Oh, my God. That's crazy, dude. Isn't this nuts? 
Is that so? I guess it's written by Eric. It's movie's going to be written by Eric Pearson, who is co-writing Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, okay. So it's you know, be, mm. I thought I was disappointed when I found out that the Mega Man Sonic crossover, Worlds Unite, wasn't getting a third uh, paper. At least those issues finished. Yeah, yeah. at least that finished. You got <laughs> Can those Can you floppies? imagine there's some comic book guy or girl out there who picked up this book and thought it was one of the best books that he or she has read in a long time and could not wait for issue number two. It's apparently pretty good, too. And... She she wait she bought this he or she bought this in 2011 got issue two in 2015 that's awful and I would just lose well, all I would just guys lose it's 2017 all. we only got to wait two more years for the next issue I it's would fine. I would either forget about it or just lose all hope no you're gonna see a trailer soon it's fine apparently <laughs> no so. the film rights are gonna last and then we're gonna get issue three so we gotta wait two more years okay what a weird thing what right? is this like so, what is this guy doing now well, I well, I don't know spending buying bathrooms yeah there you go he's remodeling his bathroom probably yeah. installing a pool. Getting money, getting paid. So yeah, we'll see this movie, and then we'll see the comic. I bet you the comic will come out in graphic novel, just completed. Probably, probably based on the movie. Based on the movie, <laughs> it'll be like Valerian. It'll be like Valerian has like the Valerian movie cover, but it's yes. the comic inside. Oh, that's Man. awful. That's awful business. Oh no, I hate it when I never. I hate it when. Speaking books of do this, that. can you not wait for di- aliens versus dinosaurs versus cowboys versus aliens and dinosaurs and planets and aliens? Well, Viking ninja. Well, Viking cowboys nin- ninja cowboy Viking is happening. Well, with that's Chris a real Pratt. thing. I'm talking about that shitty dinosaurs versus aliens. That, that fake nonsense. That Grant Barry Morrison. Barry Sonnenfeld, Grant Morrison. What a f- future book club. That is the worst Grant Morrison thing. Future book club. That's fine. Yeah, I'm doing. I'll, that. I'll rip it in half. Didn't I read the first issue of Dinosaurs? Versus There's aliens? only one graphic novel. It's excellent. So you read the issue? Yes. <laughs> I read. Yeah, I read a issue when you and I were waiting. It was for the written. Hobbit. It was written specifically in mind to Two. be made into a movie. It was literally the poster I'm looking at: Cowboys versus Aliens, <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. You failed, and that movie never got made. Aliens versus Dinosaurs. I'm glad. You know what? I'm not. I would have seen the shit I can't out of that. If someone it. has told me the yo, I want to make a movie where dinosaurs fight aliens. I'm like, here is my here's the money here's for my money. admission ticket. Well, there's just also, the money for the comic. Also, you don't get to talk, Mister. No. I do kind of want to go see Geostorm. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> there's not a book I can buy that's based off of. That's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't read it though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on, Justin Lin is apparently coming back to direct. Uh, fa- uh, f- sorry, what did I call it? You the Fine and the Furious and Fast Ten Year Seatbelts. That's the next two Fast and the Furious called, films. That's what They're our going uh, space. That's Man, what our, if, our, if they are not called that, I'll be very sad. Fast Ten Year Seatbelts. Fast Ten Year Seatbelts. <laughs> not my joke. No, I will admit, not my joke. Fine and the Furious is my joke, which you can tell because it's not as funny. Um. Yourself down I'm just there, I, I, I keep trying to think of something that's better, but it's like nine's hard. We can't. The Fate of the dude. Furious was dope. That's great. You did great. We can't. Fate of the Furious. You did. You did great, Vin. But Justin Lin directed uh, Tokyo Drift. Three, four, five, six. Uh, th- sorry, hold on. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, Justin Lin directed The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six. Yep. Is it called Fast and Furious Six? Yep. That's yeah. That's boring. Because Furious Seven. Furious Seven. That's hilarious. And then finally, Fate of the Furious. If they're boring, well, see, no, the convention is. It was just Fast 7, and then it's Fate of the Furious, so 9 is going to be boring and be Fast 9. It's 10 that's Fast 10, your seatbelts. Mm, probably. It's the Wrath of Concept. Uh, well, so we have um, – so Justin Lin, because coming off of Star, uh, Star Trek Beyond, yep. you know, he also uh, is attached to direct Lone Wolf and the Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably so. That's pretty cool. This is exciting. I'm I'm, I'm glad it. that I mean obviously he's a big talent and I'm glad Star Trek Beyond. It wasn't a bad movie, but I don't think it performed as well as everyone wanted. No, it didn't. So I'm glad he's still like allowed to make the biggest movies ever made. Well, Star Trek isn't look. Star Trek isn't a profitable film franchise. Well, no. What I mean is I'm glad I just didn't like halt him in any way. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, well, let's get into some video game news. We don't really touch on video games too often, but there's some interesting stuff that happened this uh, this week. For instance, the Connect is not happening anymore. 
Because um, everyone loves to connect, right? You, you know what? This was supposed to be like the innovation. X- oh, I remember when Xbox um, introduced the Connect. The people lost their effing It didn't minds. work for the 360 and it doesn't work for the one. No, no. it doesn't. I remember when the one was supposed to come with a Connect? It does, yeah. and then they don't anymore. No, it was supposed to come with Connect and it was always going to be turned always on. Always going to be on, yes. And that's right. people were bitching about it's going to be like home surveillance or something like that. Yeah, that was literally like that the was, downfall of like Xbox being on top. That was yeah, the it was worst. Awful. That was like the worst Xbox E3. And also, yeah. like, oh, this is sharing. Because games. they did that, and then Sony was like, here's the PS4. Yeah. And it was like, no, oh! Not only that. No internet. You can share your games. Nothing's not wrong. Only that. Xbox is like, oh, yeah, it's a, you can't really share games with your friends. And then PlayStation put out this video, like, this is how you share your games. It was like two heads at, at Sony, and yeah. just one guy gave a game to the other guy and said, that's how you share games on PS4. Yeah. I mean, uh, Microsoft, well, the only thing that Microsoft won that year was the uh, backwards compatibility of yeah. the Xbox One. And you yeah. know what's really the, the funniest thing about all that is the PS4 did literally nothing different. They, no. just, didn't, they just didn't change anything. They, they did the exact same thing from PS3 to PS4. They just didn't say a bunch of bullshit. So it's like, hey, guys, we're still going to do all the stuff you like. But like, and Microsoft was saying all this nonsense. So yeah. it's like, in hindsight, it's like literally they did nothing to changing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. everything's the exact same. I mean, it's PlayStation just now has a PlayStation VR, but they're not pushing it as hard. Also, it's that thing is not where it needs to be. Exactly. No. But they're still... And they know that. Yeah. yeah. And However, Xbox, back when the Kinect first launched, they were really pushing it hard. Of course they are. They're like, hey, look how cool it is. You're the controller. I've only Fruit done- Ninja. Remember Fruit Ninja? I played yeah. that at uh, Adam's house. And also, I even did a Michael Jackson dance revolution when I was back at yeah. uh, um, Interventions at Disneyland. Of all the things you ever tell me... Michael Jackson. I believe that. <laughs> I, I dance a smooth criminal. There is photographic evidence. God, I'm not I proud believe of you. I think we spent more time on the Connect than the world has. I think so too. That's awful. Honestly, though. I'm glad the Connect. So did. this is this is sad news for me. Uh, Lego Dimensions has been canceled. It's been rumored for quite some time, and finally, Warner Brothers, uh, TT, uh, Lego, they finally put out uh, a picture, you know, saying it's been canceled. Blah blah. blah. Not surprising. Look, the Toys to Life video game market is not profitable. It hasn't been for quite some time. It had its peak. It had its peak. And yeah. I, I I love Lego Dimensions because it, it brought together so many franchises that I love uh, with all their original voice actors. It's like the pop figure of video games. Yeah. Doctor Who. Uh, I could have Doc Brown uh, in hang out TARDIS with and, and yeah, hang out with Scooby-Doo. You can have Doc Brown in a DeLorean race Sonic the Hedgehog. There you go. Yeah. How, you can how have the Doctor it? in a DeLorean mm-hmm. race Sonic the Hedgehog. It's too much. Yeah. No and it was man. awesome. And then the Powerpuff Girls can fly in <laughs> and fight <laughs> alongside of the Teen Titans. Yes. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, it just wasn't marketable. Legos are already expensive as it is. Yeah. So doing this on top of it was it just wasn't wasn't bound to stay. I was just hoping they were going to get to their third year, yeah. uh, because there was some cool stuff they were planning. Uh, but they will not. They will continue to support what's what's already out, but they will not continue with, on to with the, third the whole year. toys to life thing. I actually think Lego did it right because well, if you to look be at, fair, they none of them did it wrong. They yeah. all they all did. If you look at Skylanders, Disney Infinity was yeah, excellent. Or Disney Infinity. I mean, it's cool to have these like little mini figurines. It's kind of like what Nintendo is doing with Amiibo. However. You can't really play with these toys. They're just little statues. All, well, yeah. Whereas Legos, if you buy a Lego Dimensions pack, you get the little minifigure and the all you need is that little base. You could, but you could well, still, yeah, you can still play with build the with the Legos, and they work with other Legos. Yeah. So I think I showed you that that um, for the Nintendo Switch. There's that that uh, pilot that that space game where you build the spaceships and put it on the Wii yeah. Switch. On yeah, the, that was the awesome. Uh, that thing's gonna fail and bomb real hard. Yeah. It's if it's even so still expensive. coming out. It's still coming out, but like it's only on the Switch. Oh. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be good for like a hot second. Well, yeah. however, if we're doing this, or if we're 
I don't. What are, do you? Would you classify Ryan and Amiibos as toys to life? No, because they don't. Come they're not. To life. They're not. They are. They are collectibles that give you in-game tokens. Yeah, they just give you costumes. They are. They are not toys to life. But until they make a video game like, but they're like, selling uh, off the shell dimensions like. where the Amiibos go into the game. They're all just toys. They're right. they're lower class. So somehow know? those sell like hotcakes because it's Mario, dog. <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway, Legos Lego Dimensions was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, it's unfortunate. Um, it's one one of my favorites. Uh, Disney Infinity was also really excellent, but with Disney canceled that uh, about a year ago now, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, Skylanders, I'm I think it's still going. It's still going. Like I never got into any of those, but honestly, I think the coolest ones were the Skylanders because they were doing stuff where you can like mix and match toys. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And since they weren't tied to like Spider Man or something, they can do crazy shit. Yeah. And that stuff was like you can draw and like customize a character in the game. Like you draw your monster. The, that stuff's super cool. The only thing that Lego Dimensions had uh, didn't, couldn't do was do any Disney properties, and that was. Always a bummer. Oh yeah, but man, those uh, the Doctor Who levels were such a gem and so scary. Yeah, there's some Weeping Angel stuff that is legitimately Ooh. terrifying. I believe it. Uh, it was always fun because, but the Doctor the Doctor packs were always my favorite because if you die as the twelfth Doctor, you'd come back as the first, and if you die as the first, you'd come back as the second. Like for all of them, you would keep regenerating That's up until brilliant. the twelfth. And whenever you walked into the TARDIS uh, as a different Doctor, it would change the console to match the console That's brilliant that design. that Doctor had. That's really good design. And each of the voice actors, the living voice actors, did their did new voices. Uh, like Peter Capaldi was the, the you know recorded new dialogue. That's cool, man. And they had all the voices voices for everyone. Yeah, I give. Yeah, it was excellent. I give props to the Travelers Tale the Travelers Tales team. And TT. The TT. Yeah, they changed your name. <laughs> no, they did. Oh, yeah, there's so TT Games now. <laughs> they officially went just TT. No to more Travelers Tales. Okay. Yep. Props to TT. Props to Lego because Lego Dimensions was literally dimensions warping and mixing and you can do so much with those now, the lego video games are not dead those no, continue to produce like we have lego marvel marvel's avengers uh marvel superheroes coming out i uh, wouldn't soon. be surprised if there's going to be another star wars one. Oh, absolutely of course there will be a last jedi star wars yeah. i'm actually surprised they put out force awakens as its own game they put that out like they released like a month before the movie yeah. so like yeah we haven't heard anything about last jedi yet but i wouldn't be surprised i wonder if they're gonna wait for because actually you know they never finished the hobbit trilogy They'd only put a game out with the first two Hobbits and never did the, the third one. Oh, nobody cares, though. I think that's why they did <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I actually never finished that game, come to think of it. Mm, I'm okay. <laughs> you well, don't care either. But it could have been cool to have, like... How many times do I got to spin plates around with a bunch of dwarves? Come on. Right? <laughs> it could have been cool to have, like, a complete a complete saga for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because of the massive Middle Earth open world map. That would be pretty yeah. That would have been pretty great. Actually, yeah, that'd be dope. Um, nope. No fun for us. No. Oh, well. Uh, well, last week we've heard about this untitled Star Wars game that was coming out. out Codename Ragtag. Was coming out of Star Wars thirteen thirteen, uh, that the director of Uncharted, the creator of Uncharted, so, uh, had been doing. So yeah, so the first three Uncharted games were uh, uh, directed by Amy Hedig, and then um, the guys who made The Last of Us came on and did the fourth one. But she is like she's like the bee's knees in terms of game design, and she left. Uh, she well, left, you could tell. Yeah, Dude, those Uncharted games are like top notch, man. Yeah. Um, and she left uh, uh, Naughty Dog, and she she had a studio given to her, and she was making a a single player third person Uncharted like uh, Star Wars game. And in the era of multiplayer games having loot boxes and multiplayer being the king, and nobody cares about single player, we have Battlefront Two coming out. But like we asked for that, and we, we apparently that single player is very short. Yeah, and we begged for that, and they know they had to have that in there. Mm-hmm. But multiplayer mm-hmm. is where they make all the money, and there's even loot boxes in single player games like Shadow of War. So one of the reasons this this bothers me is because they released a statement and they worded it really weird and they said we needed to broaden the scope of this game so people will come back and play it. Which what does that mean? That means multiplayer. This game was a single player game from the start and they canceled it. And there's stuff there's stuff 
I mean, but this is this is the problem with gaming culture right now is that game companies are trying to find a way. How do you keep playing this game when you're done with the narrative? Yeah. How do you keep coming back to it? You keep coming back to it with multiplayer. You keep coming back with, with microtransactions. And, and the, the problem DLCs. is DLCs. And the problem is like let's a game like Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein is a is a twelve hour campaign. That's it. That's what they wanted to do. But that's but that's a different company. EA is a company who's all about money, mm-hmm. and it really muns me out. Well, look at Rocksteady with the Arkham games. Yeah, uh, the Arkham games—they'll put out a DLC, but no more than two or three per game, and Dude. then that's it. The story is done. So the season pass for Arkham Knight, because I just downloaded all of it. It was like there's so much stuff, but almost ninety percent of it's like costumes and nonsense, and like all and and a lot of the maps are really bad, and it's stuff they have to sell you because games are so expensive. Yeah. And the problem I have here is because this game has been being worked on for years, and apparently like it wasn't in good shape, but like. There's also there's also conflicting reports where like they weren't given the budget that they needed and they kept asking for more and like because this is turning into such a big game. Right. So th- instead of just I'm not I'm not a businessman. We get we get we don't get games like that, but we get games like 007 Legends, which is a piece of garbage. Well, that was that yeah. release that released after uh, before Skyfall, but when Skyfall came out, they they put out a DLC with a Skyfall level. That's hilarious. But it was free. That's to free. be fair, it was go. free. But that game. Is only the bad James Bond movies. Yeah, it's on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Die another day. That's weird. Like it's only the bad, the bad films. In fact, Halle Berry is white in that game. That's hilarious. That's that's racist. a thing. That's they couldn't afford her thing. likeness. Right. So you're looking at, at a game at, at this where it's like, wow, this could have been really great. This could have been a game changer. What do we want? We want Star Wars single player campaigns. And now we're and we're just get pieces of garbage tie-in movie games. Yeah, devs apparently. How many Assassin's Creeds have we gotten? Well, to be fair, they took a break, and this newest one's really, really good. I heard. Right. Like it's been getting like really good so far. Uh, it, it just came out. Origins was uh, yes, you're right. No, apparently, devs just don't understand that there are some ama- like it's not no, it's not devs. It's not the devs. It's like, it's the publishers telling them you yeah, can't. Yeah, pub- publishers don't understand. Okay, you got The Witcher Three Wild Hunt single yeah, player. That Amazing. is a that is an Pe- independent studio, believe it or not. Yeah, people play that game over and over again for hours because it is that good. Yeah. Look at Skyrim for crying out Ex- loud. Exactly. Single player. Exactly. I'm not talking about um, online. Screw online. Yeah. I'm talking about Elder Scrolls V. How many pe- people just go back and do it? Breath of the Wild even. Bethesda, yeah. They Dishonored, uh, Skyrim, Fallout. Uh, they did Wolfenstein. Those are all only single player. Yeah, Final Fantasy even. Single yeah. player. There's no online aspect for it, but they're like, hey, you can still can explore you imagine, and do stuff. Can you imagine... If God of War was a multiplayer game, they oh, did. No. It's called God of War Ascension, and the game sucks. It came out. There you oh. go. It is literally <laughs> it's a w- prequel to the games, and it's bad. And they had bad multiplayer, and that game pissed me off. That's the okay. Even Doom, Doom had multiplayer. People hated the Doom multiplayer. They praised it for the reason why that game is such the a single player is dope. because the single player was so effing dope. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Halo, Halo has cooperative play, which yeah. is amazing. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Couch co-op is not dead. That game had co-op from the start. Halo's kind of a... No, but I know that. But that's the difference. Yeah. Because you're still playing the narrative with a friend. Exactly. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. It just, it really bums me out because, like, we've been waiting for this game. After 1313 got canceled, like, that was it. Like, we, a lot of us were bummed we weren't going to get, like, the Uncharted game we all wanted. Yeah, that's, there were There yeah. were so many Star Wars properties that just died because Disney bought Star Wars, which is not a problem. Look, they're doing some great stuff. Yeah. But, you know, Clone Wars had to be canceled. 1313 had to be canceled. It, it's... I, and this is completely unrelated to the movies. It's because, like, they're different forms of entertainment. But, like, this thing with, like, Han Solo and, like, all this stuff with, like, like getting other people involved. And it's, like, it seems like they just really want to hone in on, like, one thing. And, like, this straight too far from what they wanted it. I'm, like, I don't know. But I'm just, they, like, should, they should be going, let's branch out. Let's find other avenues. Oh, let's do something. And that's what we were talking about with the movies with Ron Howard. Ron Howard is safe. Yeah. And I, it's, I don't want them to make, I don't want this Uncharted game to become Destiny. 
Because like, Destiny is a fun multiplayer game. It's not a great single-player game. Yeah. Why are we talking about Destiny 1 or Destiny 2? Both. Both? Okay. Those are both fine, fun games that are multiplayer games. They are not great single-player games. Yes. Which, is why, which is why yeah. I wasn't interested in them. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. And I was dude, like, this is this. We've been waiting for this, and this was really, really devastating news for a lot of like video game people, because like, Amy Henning's like the jam. She's the one. I'm She's Spielberg. At, I'm looking at my Star Wars games. Remember Republic Commandos? That game's great. That game is awesome. We are not gonna get a game. <laughs> I'm also I... looking at your Star Trek 09 game. All right, oh, that, that game sucks. <laughs> I, oh, it's, it's funny. Hey, Brandon, remember when you and I played through that entire game in one sitting? Even then, it's even though it's co-op. You it's can do co-op. It's still co-op. 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 Yeah. Co-op. Yeah. One, you were Kirk. I was Spock. You wanted to punch me because I kept oh, talking man. to you like Spock yeah, the whole time. So we'll we'll see that this game's gonna come out and it's gonna be like a whole multiplayer hub where you have like a bunch of other people who look just like you. I dumb. Yeah, no man. thanks. All right, well let's move on. Happiness. More bad news. Cool. No. <laughs> Apparently, there's a Deathstroke movie. What? This is better news because of who's involved. But again, it's DC stuff, so like it's up in the air. Who right. Do so this is. So let's add the. Uh, I should get the list out and start and write this one down because I'm keeping a list of all the announced. DC I just see films. Sparks' face. Oh, Spark is Sparks isn't here, by the way. Sorry, sorry. We just <laughs> forgot to mention that. Uh, I can see his face, just like his eyes rolling in the back of his head, because like another DC thing we're talking about. Right. So uh, Deathstroke is apparently getting a film uh, with Joe Mag- Magnanello. He tweeted a picture of Deathstroke. So That's like cool. recently, so like he's still involved. Okay, uh, I'm this glad. sounds like this sounds like Shazam, where it's like, oh, we wrote you out of this film. Oh, we'll give you another. We'll give you a movie. Oh, oh my god, that's exactly. That's what exactly it, is. it. That's so dumb. That's, that's so, exactly it. That's so bad. Uh, well, apparently Gareth Edward, uh, Evans. Evans. Ever, oh, it's Ev- close. I said Edwards. It's close. Gareth he, Evans. Evans has been uh, tapped to direct this film. No, nothing has been signed yet. Uh, but they, they are the they are he is. Honing in on this film. I told you this. I told you this, Brandon, while uh, Ben was on the Upside Down listening <laughs> to baseball. Uh, I think Gareth Evans has directed the two greatest action movies ever made. I think The Raid and The Raid 2, they're not the best story movies. They have the best action. You know what? They're just ripped off of the Dread. <laughs> I have to leave. Oh. No, no, yeah. Uh, uh, well, if, you guys, awesome. if you guys like Dread, it is straight up like it's it, that's the raid, but like less violent. Like if you thought Dread was violent, you guys don't even know violence. Like it is, it is. These stuntmen people on the scale from Dread to John Wick, what are we talking about? Way crazier. I can't explain to you guys like stunt people are getting like massacred in these movies, like not like actually killed, but like they're getting beat up, dude. Like, so we're not talking about like the crow where people are getting shot on set. No, okay. not we're, like less crow. Okay, more like hawks. So yeah, apparently this is happening. We'll see what happens. Whatever. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, but what something that something that is happening because it's filming soon. Uh, New Line Cinemas, Shazam. Yeah. Zachary Levi has been cast as Shazam slash Captain Marvel, whichever camp you're in. Which one are you guys in? Captain Marvel or Shazam? Um, I'm fine with Shazam. What's his original name? Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. There you go. That's that's all I needed to say. Listen, if you were if you were born Brandon, but everyone calls you jerk, what would we, what would you want me to call you? Jerk, obviously. Oh, okay, well there you go. I hate my name. It's just stupid right stuff. <laughs> we can't have two Captain Marvels. Yeah, I mean, because clearly we don't can't tell the difference between people. The comic has been called Shazam for years, so that was their whatever. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, so Zachary Levi, good choice. I think it's a really, really good choice. choice. He actually kind of looks like Shazam a little bit. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have to bulk up. He's gonna bulk up, but just like his smile, his eyes, the way his hair was in the photo that we got. I'm like he can do the the like the boy wonder. Yes, I I think so too. I he can a little bit of Flynn Rider with uh, a little bit of Flynn Rider with um, um Chuck. Yeah, yeah, the truck. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good choice. Who do you want to play Billy? Because he's playing adult Billy. I mean, we were talking about play? Stranger Things kids, but I think yeah. that's like I think that's like that's because of the hot thing. What about like someone from it? Like any of those kids? Uh, oh yeah, like the kid from Stranger Things in it. 
<laughs> damn it! Damn it! Fuck. It's, screw it, Finn Wolfhard, get him. Mike, Mike and Richie, beep beep. Damn, I, I really, completely forgot. Really happy you did that, God. dude. He actually it would be a really good choice. I think so. I also think so. After, because uh, in it, he's like he's Richie. He's like the funny kid. I completely forgot that dude's an actor. And in Stranger Things, he's not the funny one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, he's totally good. Wait, who, don't. Remind me who's the funny one in Stranger Things. Dustin? Uh, Dustin, Dustin or okay. uh, any of them. I don't know. They're all pretty funny. They're Lucas? all pretty funny. They're all pretty cute. Lucas is Wait pretty... till you guys meet Max. Oh, oh shit. Guys. Oh, you know, I saw the, uh, one of the trailers had a, had, had a new character. Her name's Mad Max, guys. She's pretty cool. She, she, all right, let's, get, let's quickly get off of DC because I can't stand it. And also, let's quickly get off this so I can go home and watch Stranger Things. No. And oh, yeah. Game. Actually, yeah. And the end of the baseball game. Oh, so it's going to be over. Not, not, not Marvel Cinematic Universe news, uh, but also Marvel. And MCU. Fox CU? No, one no. of those is Sony. So- SNU. Sony, uh, I don't know. Well, that. Venom started production. Weird, weird, weird. I'm really surprised this is happening. I cannot wait to see what the hell this movie is, dude. Right? Neither can I. This like, is... It's got an incredible cast, dude. Like, Michelle Williams is, like, an Oscar-nominated. Like, Tom Hardy, uh, Jenny oh. Slate's hilarious. Like, what is this movie? No problems with the who's, cast. Who's the bad guy? Is it I Carnage? Don't, I don't know, man. It's Riz Ahmed. That... He's really good. He could. Mm, I, I, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. God, what if this movie turns out to be like really great? <laughs> I mean, I'll be. We, look, Ryan Zombieland. Happy to see a good comic book movie, no matter what. Yeah, Ryan. If this movie turns out to be one of the best movies we have seen, I will walk out of there just like so confused about everything. Maybe. I don't. Want, okay, I do not want to write this movie if off. They, if they mention. Spider-Man? Spider-Man or the Avengers in this film? Here's the thing. So I, I watched the video to, to properly get me like who's. So, okay. Spider-Man Tom Holland can appear in the Venom movie because that's the Venom cinematic Spider-Man universe, but any character from Venom cannot appear in a Spider-Man movie because that's the Marvel Spider-Man universe. You feel me? So Do you understand what I'm saying? So Spider-Man can show up. They cannot show up in his movies. This is stupid. What is this movie? So essentially, I hate this. I hate this, this so much. Essentially, Ryan, what you're telling me is that Spider-Man can jump between film universes. He can. No one else no can. No one else can, see, the, which is stupid because I want to see Venom fight Iron Man. I mean, that ta- would be awesome. Look, we've man. talked about this before. Uh, it's really dumb that, that I mean, they're, we're just, they're just not going to do Venom and Spider-Man. Yeah. They're just not. And it, it's really dumb because Peter Parker should have the Venom symbiote yeah, first. I really don't like they're gonna do like the lethal protector where like he's like an anti hero and that's a that's a fine yeah, route to but take. I wanna see Tom Holland be yeah. in the black you suit. Don't you don't start see the black suit. You don't start Venom with him being a good guy. He yeah. has to be a bad guy. That's what that character is. Yeah. He starts as a bad guy. But look, all right, whatever. You you guys do you. Apparently it's going to be motion uh, capture. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, oh, that's Andy cool. Circus let that let that slip. That's cool. All right, whatever. X twenty three. Bring back Tougher Grace. Oh no! You know what? Now I have to leave. X twenty three is getting a movie apparently, not officially greenlit by Fox, but uh, James Mangold is writing the script okay. with X twenty three creator Craig Kyle. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, I'm down. Um, I am really glad to hear this news. Like, we probably won't see it for a while, but the fact that he's like, "Hey, I'm working on it. Like, I care enough to work on it." Yeah, is like. Yeah. That that Logan movie is real good, guys. She was great. Uh, I, I she was the standout performance, and I hope that she comes back. My only th- the only thing that gives me pause about this is that it's going to be set in that weird dystopia future of Logan, and not in the current X Men continuity. Like I get it, you know, you know, Sparks and I would probably agree that I don't want to touch the X Men continuity because it's so jumbled. Yeah, but I would like to see her in a more. Familiar? Familiar? Yeah, I don't want to see her in that setting anymore. As much as I like her, but that setting worked because of Logan, I feel. Maybe we... Excuse me. Maybe we need her solo movie to get us to that point. Or maybe we need Cable 
that's, to pick her up. That's yeah. exactly no. Like seriously, like like Logan. Logan's movie is about him, and that introduces X twenty three. But now the next movie can be her introducing to the new path of all of it. Yeah. kind of stuff. So like. And then uh, you can introduce a new Well, the cable Wolverine. can go back in time, say, hey, Laura, you want to hang out with your dad some more? Takes her back mm. to the new X-Men timeline with the new Logan, and then boom, there you go. Man, then you have some cool character work with the new Logan. Uh-huh. I yeah. think that's, honestly, I think that's I think that's the only way you can do it, is like do some time travel sh- bullshit, and it's just, it's it's like at the end of uh, uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, these characters are the same, but like something's different. And yeah. then uh, and Ryan Reynolds can jump. And, yeah. and then Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool can jump in, and then we could finally hey, see guys, him. guys, I'm in the and then he could get slashed up by Wolverine. <laughs> all I know is is that X Force is, ha- is actually happening. Soon. Yeah, and yep. that's that's all I can want. Drew Goddard, and with a new Wolverine, X twenty three and X Force. She in a couple years she'd be she, a teenager yeah. by the time yeah. they get this movie out. Yeah, yeah. sure, dude. It could Cable work. could go get her because he's like, we need another member. And I know he, who to and get. You can yep. get Wolverine, the new Wolverine. It'll all be Gucci. Uh, Bring Phantom X, make it perfect. Oh man, can you imagine if Phantom X? I can't imagine. But like, what would you do? I'd have Phantom X. You can't. You'd have to have Psylocke because that 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 relationship between them and Angel with like Archangel stuff is like super like through like uh, love triangle stuff is really awesome. But then you'd have to like bring back Archangel. Phantom X wasn't in the Uncanny Remender run, right? He was because there's three versions. There's there's like the the good one, the bad one, and then there's the lady one. So for the people who don't know, Phantom. Oh my God. Okay, Phantom X is a, I believe, he's a Grant Morrison creation, and he is a super spy who has like multiple brains, so he can, he can like, oh man, how do I explain his powers? He can like make you think you're seeing things that aren't actually there, uh, kind of like Emerald from Ruby. Oh wait, you don't watch Ruby? No, I don't Shit, watch Ruby. Mind. Like freaking fracking, uh, uh, just like mental projection stuff. Like okay. yeah, like, like you're I'm looking invisible at so- right now. You can't see me. I'm just projecting that onto you. Okay. Like that kind of cool stuff. Oh 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 god. He's also like a master assassin, and he's like super sexy. No, there was um. Imagine another- a sexier gambit. There's no possible. Ryan, there's another character who can do that. Oh god, who was it? Who was it? I don't know, man. Professor Xavier. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um. All right. Well, let's move on to some good news. Yeah. Finally. Runaways released a new trailer. And we saw more of the dinosaurs. And you know what? That's all I care about. <laughs> we saw the teeth. We saw the tail. We, it's a combination of practical effects and CGI. So yeah. totally into that. They're doing Jurassic Park. That, well, they're doing what Jurassic Park did, so that's fine. Life finds a way. Life always finds a way. So um, way. I read the first issue of the new Runaways. I wasn't crazy about it, but it was cool to see all these characters, and they're all like much older. But I don't like the story that's going on, so I'll give it to issue two and see what happens. But yeah. it's uh, Nico, who is the girl with the staff. I forgot how awesome her powers are because she's a magician, and she can – it's basically unlimited power, but she can only use the same spell once. Hold on. That staff – was that – am I wrong? Was that staff in Doctor Strange? Yes. It was. It's like a cameo in the back. Yes. So um, – Look at that. I, it might be yeah. – Hashtag it's all connected. It's all connected. So her her staff is like – uh, like she wants to heal you, so you're not like heal yourself, and I'll do that. But you can never say the words heal yourself that way again, right? Mm-hmm. So you, I can heal you, but I can only do it in every way I could say it. Like, don't be sick again, or like cure yourself. And so like now that she's much older, she can't. There's nothing she can say that she hasn't already said. So she has to say like a bunch of nonsense to get spells to work, and it's awesome. And I think that's a cool. I never thought about that. Like, what do you say when you can't say anything? Like, um, your inside outs don't feel so bad no more. And I'm like, oh, this is silly. <laughs> It's not that silly, but it's like that. Right. It's awesome. It's it, that part's cool. Well, what, what do you think about the show? I think uh, it's, I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for it the show. It looks good. It looks just like that. Comic. It's good to be excited for a Marvel show again, because I'll tell you, Inhumans is not good. I I'm telling you guys, I don't. I, I could say no. We don't have to review it. I'm just gonna put it in the ground. We don't have to suffer. 
Because I don't want to watch it anymore. Good, because I'm not suffering. I'm not watching it. That, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just gonna. Sorry, Sparks, you're in, not gonna suffer anymore either. In two weeks, we've we've made two proclamations. One, if Justice League gets horrible reviews, we don't see it in its first week. And uh, in humans, we don't we don't. I'll give you this. It. I'll give you this because I I agree with Sparks. I don't want to be one of those people who supports a, a bad movie. But if it's really bad, I'm gonna go support it. Because if it's like twenty percent, I gotta see it. Well, but if it's like forty five, it's kind of boring. That's boring. Uh, I need it to, I need it to well, be 20. That's what we t- we've talked about this yeah. before. With the amendment to my rule, if it's under 20, I got to yeah. know. Yeah. So like so 20 to up. 60, I'm not going to do it. So you're kind of like a reverse Matthew McConaughey in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Instead of like, you got to put those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. You got uh, yeah. to put those numbers down. Down, baby. Give me down. Get super loser Listen, numbers. Give me Dragon Ball Evolution terrible. Yeah, we've, yeah. Talked, we've talked about it before. Like, nothing is worse than a boring movie. Make it amazing or make it the worst thing ever because that's when it's truly entertaining and that's what I want. Geostorm. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. <laughs> what was the worst movie you guys ever seen? Oh, that's. I'd have to think about that. There's yeah. a there's there's a really I just a movie called The Fourth Kind, which is an alien abduction movie starring Mila Jovovich that fundamentally broke me to the core because I hated it so much. No, oh, I remember man. like I was sitting with my friends and I remember sitting with like, this girl in like high school that I was like hanging out with, and I'm just like I can't watch this anymore. I ha- I have to leave. I like I'd rather go sit in the other room and do nothing than watch this movie. You, you know, know what? I'll say it. I haven't seen it yet because it comes out November 17th. No. You know what? I'm mo- kidding. I'm kidding. Don't write me any letters. No, you know what? Movie like really broke me. What broke you? The Black Cauldron. I haven't seen it in a Yo, while. Yo, man, that movie's great. You go shit yourself. That movie sucks balls not on the, not and on you chair. know it. Not on the chair. I, I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know. It, is, it has earned its name as the worst Disney I made film of I all time. I quite enjoy that I film. I've heard that before. It, it I quite it. enjoy that film. It, that Brandon, that movie sucks. You One day, we'll, we'll just watch me. all of our shittiest movies together. The you know? only good thing about that movie is the, the, the Black King, cause, or the Horned King, because he looks scary as shit. Everything else sucks balls, and you effing he know a, it. That is a pretty cool king, I will admit. Yeah, yeah. next week he he's going to the... have a new, a new worst movie ever. Um, <laughs> Daredevil has new showrunners. Okay. Why do they keep changing showrunners? Well, we were asleep when we were talking <laughs> I about this. I can't believe. I heard, we actually I had heard whole, that upside down. We had a whole conversation about this. There was a commercial during the ball game, and I heard that one thing, and then I went back into the upside down. All right, so Drew Goddard was was initially developing Daredevil for Netflix, and he's been attached to the, to the project for a very long time. And so when he, ever since there was a movie attached, I, I believe he was attached to it, um, he developed the first two episodes in the season arc. Do you know, remember left. why he left? It's for all that Sinister Six stuff. That's right. He left because of Sinister Six. It, it was like the Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2 era. Yeah. Wow. He left to develop Sinister Six. And you know what's crazy? Oh. That wasn't that long ago. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> so he left to develop Sinister Six. That never uh, happened. Which never happened, as we know. Yep. And Venom still happens, so maybe Sinister Six will still happen. I don't think so. No. Wow, well, what a weird world. Okay, maybe right? he comes back around. Maybe a ver- well, it has to be a different version of Sinister Six because Amazing Spider-Man Two doesn't exist. No, anymore. it's the same version of Sinister Six. That'd be oh wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be messed up? That would just anyway. Psh, nope, nope. So my brain would check out. Stephen S. Knight came on board to finish out the show and be the showrunner. He left to do Pacific Rim uh, Uprising. Um, yep. Then we got uh, Douglas Petrie, Petrie, and Marco Ramirez. Uh, they did season two and then left to do Defenders. So they became the showrunners for Defenders. So now going into season three, we have a new showrunner, Eric Olson, who was the showrunner for Man on the High Castle. Drew Goddard is currently attached to the X-Force movie. Yes, I know. We, we I, talked I about just, that literally a little bit a minute I just, ago. I just, I just, I, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was looking up what you said. I'm so sorry. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so uh, Eric Olson, who did uh, Man on the High Castle. I didn't, I didn't watch that second season. 
But that first season is super cool. I haven't watched any of it. I'm really bummed. That that man, that's that's all time history at at its best. I've heard it's excellent. That's I really like want to see it. Really want to see it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so new showrunner and Kingpin's gonna be in season three. It's good. That means I'm, it's gonna be oh. it's the Born Again run. I'm kind of bummed that they told us about this. It's good. It's Born Again because season three, season two, we didn't know Kingpin was in it, and when he showed up in that Punisher episode, you're like, <gasps> I I I think they're saying he's coming back because. Because they're setting up the Born Again run where Kingpin is literally like, I'm going to do everything to dismantle your life from the bottom to the top in oh, every way possible. Likely. So, most like, he, him and, like, his mom and, like, the ending of Spoilers of Defenders where he's all, oh, go get his mama. Go get Maria or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. I'm excited. Ben Mendelsohn is also being touted uh, for the villain of Captain Marvel. He's going to be. He's got a good chin for them. Scroll That weird scroll face. Ben Mendelsohn, for those of you who don't know, was in Rogue One. He was the villain in Rogue One. Yes, he was. What's his, what was, what was his name? What was his name? You remember? Oh, I just forgot it. You just made me forget it. it starts with a no. Oric. Nope. No. No. I know that. Orson. Orson Wells. Krennic. Orson Krennic. Orson Krennic. Krennic. Director Krennic. Yeah. Director Krennic. Director That's what I was trying Krennic. to remember. Uh, what was his rank? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Director Krennic. I almost said Admiral. I'm like, nope, that's Tarkin. No, uh, Tarkin was Grand Moff at the time. Grand Moff. Yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, he was an Admiral? He was an Admiral in in the Clone Wars. Oh, Oh. yes. He just pushed my Here's the Star Wars lore for you, babies. Uh, So Ben Mendelsohn uh, will will, will probably play the villain of of Captain Marvel. He's the villain in Rogue One, and he's the villain in Ready Player One. Uh, He's very intense in Bloodlines. He's... Pretty much a bad guy in like oh. everything he does. Oh shit, he's the bad guy in Ready Player One. Yeah, I did not know this. Fun oh. fact. Huh. I don't know why Wonder Woman came up. I don't know. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> you got Star Wars. There you go. Um, I. Oh, what? you did a showdown. Oh, I, I didn't do a showdown. I participated in a, in a questionnaire, which I was. I'm still mad that I I knew it was Ving Rhames and I didn't say Ving Rhames. Yeah. He got a he got the Pulp Fiction. I got a Pulp Fiction question. As soon as you said Tarantino, I'm like, I'm gonna get this wrong because I like his work, but I don't love his work. You so got the Supergirl question right. You did. I'm glad that was your, an easy one. Your partner got it wrong. That's okay. For those of you who don't know, apparently it's gonna be online though. The movie trivia showdown uh, had a panel today, uh, and you'll see the back of my head probably. <laughs> probably. All right. Well, anyway, Inhumans uh, has caused IMAX to question their uh future endeavors <laughs> gee i wonder why well it's awful uh so they say uh man there's so many people who defend in humans too it's like it's not that bad I'm like oh. buddy it's terrible uh i just can't i haven't watched past that the first two hour episode uh, so i just i don't know i don't care uh so he, he says um the show was a misalign was a misalignment of customer expectations well i could agree with that and he says going forward we intend to take a more conservative approach consistent with the game of thrones approach to capital investments and content we'll be more conservative when considering whether to invest our own capital and if so to what extent Look, i can i understand they put a lot of money in humans and it's not paying off very well it's not getting good ratings it did not make a lot of money uh, even for a limited run it didn't make it didn't make a whole lot and we talked about this and maybe good word of mouth could have prevented that but it didn't it didn't get good word good word of mouth um, even still man like like one episode of game of thrones is like the entire budget of the inhumans like game of thrones is movie level quality on tv right so like but that's also a paid service channel. absolutely true absolutely so like i don't even know how much good work would you honestly would you have gone and spend 20 bucks to go see a good uh, tv episode really you know i don't i don't d- think i would have honestly if it, if it was getting really good word of mouth i think i might have if it was if you guys would have went i would have if went. people Not by myself. said how that inhumans was worth seeing on imax i would have paid the 20 if it was like oh it's as good as daredevil would you pay 20 bucks yeah, yeah probably okay. 
because you know then they're like oh it needs to be seen on an IMAX screen and they've done so much so much good the special effects look really great blah 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 you know but they, none, none of that was but true they don't like if I heard that Inhumans had a, okay Blade Runner people have said that we I need to go see, see Blade, Runner Blade Runner on IMAX. the biggest screen possible it is that good oh, and yeah. I agree if people came up to me and said you need to see Inhumans on the biggest screen possible it is worth it I would probably would have burnt the money and gone. Since no one said that, and people said Inhumans kind of really sucks, I am really glad it I wasn't did. kinda really. It was Not no Inhumans is terrible. It was pretty much universal. Yeah, and it's so IMAX has said that you know I think people expected movie level quality, and I you know what I understand that because a lot of people actually thought Inhumans was a movie, or like like a miniseries, like or, a miniseries. or I mean yeah. yeah like a mini movie yeah right um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like anything he's saying is mean. It's just like, no, hey, he, we, we, we gambled and it kind of was bad and we're not going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Marvel. We crapped out. Yeah, basically. Yeah. We're not getting the dice again. Gosh. I, I can't imagine. I feel bad for those people who want to go see that. Oh. Imagine some family. It's like, oh, Dad, I want to go see the Inhumans TV show. And he goes, like, spent 100 bucks on IMAX and he's just like, what have I done? <laughs> oh, my children. What have I done? I have to leave. <laughs> um, also, Kevin Feige has uh, talked about how the criticism for Marvel films is that they're always kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Feige has responded much in the same way that we have responded as well. Uh, he says, I think it's just the way we make movies. I think all the, all the movies are relatively different. I think there's a narrative that people like to write about because they've all produced, they're all produced by the same team and they all inhabit the same fictional cinematic universe that we look for common similarities and i'm not saying there aren't common common similarities throughout it but i think thor ragnarok and spider-man homecoming are two totally different types of movies they're both fun people both enjoy them is that a similarity if so i'll take it if that's a criticism i'll take that too but really yeah homecoming ragnarok panther into infinity war ant-man and the wasp after that and a 90 set captain marvel after that there are six very different movies if what they have in common is they're all really enjoyable and fun to watch then i'll take it I I agree. You know what? A lot of the the origin films, yeah, they do get a little samey. They do touch on the same the same story beats. I think I honestly think though that we're kind of past that point in Marvel. I think Marvel has worked out the kings where we're getting oh, yeah, we're that's getting why civil wars Black Panther and Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. Oh god, you're freaking right. <laughs> Man. But I do uh, to 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 the credit no, of yeah. Black Panther, I do think Ryan Coogler will find a way to Absolutely. do it differently um, than Warmonger, yeah. Ironmonger. Uh, Whiplash, uh, Thor. Kind no, not Thor. No, not too Captain much. America. Red Skull does have the does have the. Will we count that? No, okay. he's he's like a brain guy. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Doctor it's Strange. The Iron Man movies. It's really just the Iron <laughs> Man like, movies. That's yeah. why I think like I mean like Doctor Strange fight a magician, but he's a magician. That's you fight magicians. Like, right. What are you yeah, gonna do? Right. Like I think I think they're on the right track now. And listen, they all feel the same because they incorporate the same universe. That's not. I don't. This whole thing is like they feel same. It's because like they're all on this. They're all they take place in the same world. Yeah. They gotta be like, on the same me, team. They're in the same world. Now, like, they... If you're talking about quality wise, like I don't think any of these films are hurt because they all look the same. They all look the same because they're all shot by the same company. That's what it is. Exactly. It's not like it's like Sony movies. All kind of like they're all. You know what a Sony movie is? You people know? people like to talk about how the jokes are all the same and all the things like that. Man, Thor Ragnarok is a straight comedy. I wonder how people are going to react to that. I'm so excited. But it's like, the highest rated Marvel movie. I do kind of understand it. Understand the joke thing because sometimes they do just kind of shoe, shoehorn in quips. Um, but I said this in a Doctor Strange review. Well, I wasn't there for the Doctor Strange review, but I wrote it down. Uh, the the idea that Doctor Strange quips like Iron Man. He doesn't. He's much more reserved and much more mean about it. I will tell you though, he's he's much more quippy now. 
In the books? In the, in the books. books. In the books. No, but now. I'm talking about the movies. No, no, I know, but I mean, like, he's he's definitely kind of like, oh, I'm kind of like Magic Iron Man. Right. I'm quippy beard guy. But in in the in the movie, he's more like he's just like you know, t- t- Beyonce. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Okay. But it's like that. It's like that. Whereas Tony Stark would have done an entire monologue about Beyonce. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm really curious about what he's going to be like in Thor Ragnarok. Right? <laughs> I keep forgetting that he, he's in it, even Me for too. a little bit. There's not no American trailer has had him in it. Thank God. Don't spoil it. The Japanese trailer does. <sighs> I haven't seen it. Woo! Yeah. Um, well, now you know about it, though. Well, right. I know he's in the movie. Well, now. we yeah. saw oh, the yeah, we know scene for Doctor Strange. Yeah. We saw the epilogue. Okay. There you go. Is that anything else we want to bring up, or is that it? Uh, going to main, our main topic? I can't really add anything to what Ryan said about the Marvel films feeling the same. I honestly don't think they feel the same. I mean, yeah, their origin stories, it's like, okay, wash, rinse, repeat. Um, bad guy is a bit of a jerk. Something bad happens to him. He tries to better himself. He gets better at the thing, and then he beats the bad guy for his first outing, and then road to Avengers. I'll tell you what. Would you rather get a uh, simple, really good three-structure act, three act or get BVS? That's all I got to say. Simple, That's all I got to well, say. Simple, sometimes, well-structured Sometimes, quote-unquote, safe film. can be really, really great. Ryan, you, you're too dumb to understand BBS. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, no. No, you're right. I don't, uh, the complexities of Lex Luthor. Oh. Hey, those are bottles of vodka behind you, right? Because if you're going to <laughs> yeah. start talking about this, you're going to need to have me a bottle. Oh, no, we're going to oh, talk about something spooky? different. Well, technically, this is our Halloween episode. Spooky! <laughs> so we decided that yes. this, this year, um, George Romero passed away. That's sad. He was a legend in the horror community. Uh, he leaves behind an incredible legacy. And uh, we decided that to dedicate our main topic to his legacy and the man himself. Uh, it is unfortunate that Sparks cannot be here. Um, but, you I know, miss him in spirit. Life. You know, life takes us away from things. It does. Life finds a way. Um, we're Except happy. for today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, George A. Romero. What do we got with George A. Romero? Come on, guys. And just Nothing. Nothing. Oh, all right. And that's, there, there, there. that's the Fake Nerd Podcast. No, man, like, fake nerds. What is it like? He he created like the modern zombie. Like he's the man. Like there were zombie movies before, but like the thing about the thing that he really did was he made a zombie movie that it's not about zombies. All of his movies are not about zombies. Just like The Walking Dead, it's not about zombies. It's about people dealing with non. It's people dealing with tragedy and dealing with grief. And yeah. uh, and and Night of the Living Dead. It's about racism and Dawn of the Dead. It's about consumerism and Day of the Dead. I was looking it up because I don't know what Day of the Dead is about because that movie, its budget was cut in half and its script was destroyed. So I don't know what he was trying to make, but that's a very, very nihilistic dark movie that I really like too. I I like Day of the Dead a lot. I don't know what it has to say because like as meaning because like his other movies are pretty like like profound in that, but like maybe it's like uh, shit's real bad all the time and it's not gonna get so better. So I didn't see his last two, Survival or Diary of the Dead. Oh. Dude, they're they bad. Are they? No. So Diary is found footage in, in like right after Cloverfield, like peak. That movie's like legit garbage. Strange that he would stoop to found footage. Well, no, that's the thing. He, he it's a, he's a man of the of the times, right? Like like he's dealing with racism or doing consumerism or like a Land of the Dead dealing with like like the rich versus the poor. Yeah, it's always that stuff. By the way, Land of the Dead, my favorite. War that's Marathon. a good one. That, that's a. I really wish I would rewatch that one. It's fun. John Leguizamo's in it. Yeah. Um, but Simon uh, Pegg is in it. Diary of the Dead's really really bad. It's a really bad uh, found footage movie about people just trying to survive like in an RV. And there's like a Amish guy who has like a sign. He doesn't speak. And he just writes everything on a sign. And it's like played for laughs. And it's not funny. It's not funny, George. I'm sorry. And Survival is... is Isn't Survival a sequel? It's also found footage where like people are making a zombie movie. And then it's actually the zombie hmm. movie or something. Or maybe that's Diary. I don't remember. Did you see the found... Real quick tangent. Did oh, you yeah. see the found footage movie about... A couple of kids trying to make a found footage horror movie and then it turns into a horror movie. 
I don't know what it was called. Yeah, you know but it about? looked actually pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But no, those th- his last his last couple were really bad. No, that's too bad. That is a bad. That's true. Uh, ben, I. But wait, actually, you know what, Ben? What do you think about Stephen King? God, it is Halloween. I love you. It's a good call. It's it's a good joke. Uh, That's a good joke. All right. You're just beating a dead horse now, buddy. It's nope. A, it's a hilarious horse. It's a hilarious horse, not a uh, dead horse. Listeners, please comment and uh, write to Brandon and tell him to stop using that goddamn steamy We're not going to read it me. for a year. I will not read it. I will. And tell I will. me about George Romero. Well, George I, uh, Romero? Mm-hmm. I can't really tell you about them, his films because okay, I'm going to hate myself. I have not seen his films. Have you not seen any of the of the dead films? No, I have not. You've not seen like night. the only well, of the dead film wasn't even his. It was Shaun of the Dead. To be dead. fair, you don't like spookies, right? You're not a big spooky guy. I'm not a big I'm not a big spooky fan. Did you no. see did you see Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead I remake? I did not. Did you know they remade Day of the Dead with Nick Cannon? I did. It's awful. I didn't They've remade all of those movies. And actually, do you know why? Tom Savini remade Night and Living Dead in the nineties and it wasn't good either. Yes, he did. Do you know why? Why? He doesn't have a patent. Oh, you mean the rights? Yeah. He doesn't have the rights? He doesn't have the rights to those films. Uh, he yep. n- he never filed for a patent on, on zombies or of the dead, oh, yeah. which is why zombies. Well, actually, if he ha- if he had, we would not have zombies. No, absolutely not. Because he would be the only one who could who could do it. No, because there was like a zombie movie in like the thirties called like White Zombie. Like it's but he, it's, he didn't invent it. He just he mainstreamed it. Yeah, he made the modern zombie. If yeah. he had really, if he had done the patent, he no one could use that zombie. Yeah, uh, specifically or the of the dead movies. But yeah. as we've seen, we've seen Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I love those are so funny, man. Those those the ones comments- that sci-fi makes. No, the, the before sci-fi in the '80s and '90s, the Return of the Living Dead are all like horror comedies, like like Evil Dead stuff. Oh, I just always see them on sci-fi channel because no, <laughs> they're they're legitimately great. Like yeah. I I like those movies more than most of his movies, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. However, I can comment on his legacy. Yeah. About how his like, Marvel so- legacy. <laughs> to be fair, his 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 zombie books came went through Marvel. That's true. That's yep. true. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah. But just uh, the fact how zombies have impacted pop culture and even people as a whole because i remember remember at the end of twilight it was all about vampires and werewolves and then out of nowhere the zombie craze just hit like a sledgehammer to the kneecap it was because of the walking dead yeah it was because the walk dead and i remember watching uh movie trailers and previews it was like as it was um like warm bodies that zombie romance movie or all these zombie movies were coming out of nowhere and it's like oh cool I got to the point where I actually got a little sick of seeing zombie movies, even though I don't go see these movies. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great, it's another zombie movie. It What's going to happen? Yeah, you know, They're all going to die anyways. Yeah. Um, I've seen movies like 28 Days Later. and uh, That's a really good one. Yeah, that was really good. I don't count that zombie, though. No, they're rage monsters. Yeah, they're rage. rage. There you go, and baby. It's, a ra- it's an infection. Yeah. Yeah, but you've got all these, like, you got stuff like Resident Evil. you got yep. modern zombies in Resident Evil. Yep. you got, um, oh, God, you got, like, even what more. What do you got? Brandon, when you and I went to the Scary Farm last week, infected, zombie laser Man, that tag. That is fun. That is one That's of the coolest cool. things ever. Have you heard about that? Where like the people chase you? So what you do is you get like you get like laser tag guns and you go to and you go through uh, this infected area where these where these zombies like jump out at you and you yeah. shoot them and you got and it's all like military militarized. It's yeah. awesome. I, oh yeah. There are two things I've always wanted to create in the world. I wanted to create a giant uh, fake city where people can dress up as Godzilla and destroy the town for money. And also there where you pretend to be like zombie hunters and go and shoot people with like paintball guns. Next year, yeah. come to Not Scary Farm with us. I can yeah. shoot people with paintball guns? Yeah. Well, not paintball, well, no. but laser. Laser tag. I'll bring my paintball gun. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. I'm going to get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, like in Call of Duty, one of the best things, like I, I see my brother and his friends play this for hours. Mm-hmm. No, um, Call of Duty Nazi zombies. Yeah. 
I don't care about it anymore, but when that first came out, it was dope. Oh, when that first came out, people, I remember my brother and his friends were like, crap, crap. They're like doing all these strategies to just get as far as they could. I don't care about Nazi zombies anymore, but the new Call of Duty game this year is going back to World War II, and Visceral Games is working. It's them, they are alone working on zombie mode, and they created Dead Space. So they're doing dismemberment (gasps) stuff with the zombies. It's, I want to get it just for that, to be honest. It looks dope. It looks so good. But his legacy has turned the zombie, that simple monster, just this slow walking, eats brains, just undead thing into a little I don't think cultural. The brains thing was his. No, that's Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, they literally just yell brains. Oh yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. But still, he he turned this simple monster. No, like Nosferatu was uh, introduced. The, yeah, yeah. But it's just like if you look at a single zombie, it's it's kind of lame. It doesn't do anything big. But then you got all these people like with their trucks saying with these stickers or decals saying like. Zombie infect outbreak response team. Well, mm-hmm. look, see the 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 thing about the zombies is, and that's what I think is so brilliant about the zombie is that it's not about like we said, Ryan. It's not about us. It's that literally about how stupid we are. Literally, because we we could as uh, one zombie dead. Ev- think about every zombie movie that aren't fast. You can outwalk them. Yes. So it's just our stupidity and our our will and our. It's always about like. Hope. Zombie movies are always about hope, and like you got to be strong through it's this. It's our stuff. arrogance that yeah. causes us to die. Yeah. You remind me of uh, um, uh, Jesse yes! Eisenberg's character from uh, Zombieland. Yeah, when it's like, yeah, people who were the first to die. The the no offense, but the fatties in no, Zombieland. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, you gotta get good cardio. Always double tap. Make sure it's dead. If if they were fast zombies, we're all doomed. Yeah. We are all doomed. But thank God, George Romero predicted it. <laughs> that zombies hate fast food. Zombieland is an excellent film. Uh, Director of Venom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you seen? You said you saw Shaun of the Dead, right? Yeah. I've okay. Seen, so like, there bits are, and pieces of Shaun of the Dead. You've basically yeah. seen Night Wait. of the Living Dead, then. Oh. Because like we're coming to get you, Barbara is straight from mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead. Like a lot of stuff from that movie is like direct homage. Oh yeah. Um. So like you've seen the best. In parts. fact, in fact, I believe in the car. You thought that Shaun of the Dead was directed by George. <laughs> no, Aaron it was Edgar Wright. I don't know why. I, I was like, "Wow, his comedy got real saying, good." You guys were all saying of the dead. Enter thing here of the dead, and the first thing that came to my mind was Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Would you say you don't know a whole lot about Stephen King? I will punch you. <laughs> I love like so much. Walking Dead doesn't exist without George Romero. No, no, it does not. There is, there is. Robert Kirkman would not have done it uh-uh. if there wasn't. I mean, there's so many. There's a book called The New Deadwardians. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, Dan mm-hmm. Abnett, did you read it? No, yeah, I read excellent, the first volume. Yeah. Excellent. Book. What a weird book. I know. Yeah. Uh, excellent book. It's about the caste system. It's about the caste system, but they use the uh, the elites to be vampires and the poor to be zombies. Yep. And it's great. But also, doesn't exist without Romero. Doesn't exist without Night of the Living Dead. No. Um. He also just to break away from Dying for a hot second. He also did a couple other movies that aren't zombie related, and one of them's called Monkey Shines, and it's about a dude in a wheelchair, and he has a monkey that helps him out that had like surgery to help him be smart, and the monkey goes crazy and they fight, and it's awesome. It's awesome. That movie's super weird. What man. other movies did he do? Have you seen Creep them? Show, which is an anthology. He did do Creep Show. Um, I didn't know about that. And then the other ones, uh, he did one other one I don't know about, and then Creep Show has Leslie Nielsen. It has a lot of actually good people. Stephen King's in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. Oh man! Um, did you hear about some? Did you hear a funny story about Stephen King? Because you talk about it so often, where someone was like, "I met, I saw Stephen King at a at a gas station, and he looked right at me, and I lost ten pounds." Oh yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I don't know besides that because uh, uh, I went through a George Romero phase. Like that's when I was in high school. Like the way I care about comics now is how I care about film back then. So I was watching movies every single day, nonstop. So mm-hmm. I went through movie director phases, and I watched all of Romero's movies that I cared enough about. Jeremy, who does our uh, who does our, our intro and yep. suburban proctologist, uh, he his favorite movie is Dawn of the Dead. 
That's a good one. Yeah, the original. Uh, that film is truly excellent. That movie, I, I think that probably is still his best movie. I think so too. Yeah, I, I would go so far. I landed the dead as my favorite, but only because it's kind of goofy. It's super goofy. Yeah. Like, zombies are learning how to use weapons and stuff. They learn how to use weapons. Yeah. They just, like, drop off a pier and walk to the to where they, they start getting smart. Yeah. Um, Land of the Dead's a lot of fun. Yeah. But I, So I like that one. I mean, I like Land of the Dead like like uh, Jason X and yeah. uh, Freddy's New Nightmare. I don't think it's as campy as Jason X. No, Jason no. X is so, really campy. Okay, so imagine that level of, like, like silliness. That's what like dire that is, but not good. Really, it's like it's like people trying to survive, but then you have these like kooky characters doing kooky things, and it's like it's shot really badly. Like like yeah. whatever video they used or whatever camera they used was just there was like no budget, That's and I just bad. feel bad because like this is not the last thing I wanted you to make, buddy. Yeah, Both well, he was supposed to make a third one, wasn't he? I believe so. I don't know if it was gonna happen or I don't need needed to happen because so. he like I, I remember he kind of like working with trilogies like Night of the Living Dead Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead are considered a trilogy yeah he always considered them taking place in the same world yeah uh, and I think there's a reference to Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead most likely yeah. um there's and there's like a radio broadcast in Day of the Dead that they're listening to in Dawn of the Dead or yeah. that they send out in Dawn of the Dead I don't remember exactly it's been a little while since I've seen this movie we used to watch it a lot yeah, I mean the man you know what George Romero is a lot like um Mad Max. George Miller. George Miller. The George um, has got it on going on. You know how George Miller like revolutionized car accidents mm-hmm. or like stunt driving and all oh, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, and the way he, he did it with all the practical effects and all the things. The way Romero you did like zombie decap uh, zombies and all that thing with all those prosthetics and all the things. You can thank two people for that, Greg Nicotero and Tom Savini, who both have worked on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's incredible stuff. And he, he revolutionized it all. I mean it's redundant to say, but this atmosphere of zombies. And the reason why zombies have persisted a lot longer than the YA novel phase, a lot longer than the vampire uh, phase, um, in much like the comic book movie phase, is that it's able to keep reinventing itself, keep doing other things. Um, and as you notice, there's not actually a lot of zombie movies out right now. It's mostly just The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Fear of the Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. But, but it's it, kind of just more Walking Dead, to be honest. It's, it's, yeah. it, stars, it's a lesser version? It stars second, second highest rated show. Uh, AMC's AMC's second highest really? show really it's, it's Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead yeah that's yeah. gross I mean it's by a huge margin no of course it's like I 11 million and then I didn't realize million. people even watch that show to be honest sorry sorry yeah. sorry about that. Danny does Fear the Walking Dead I, mm. I'm pretty sure she I think she catches up on Hulu okay but yeah what you were saying Brandon is that um these zombie mil- films, films, these zombie films and these zombie uh, oh, you're going someplace weird there <laughs> yeah that was weird no that's for the book club <laughs> <laughs> That's some spooky shit right there. <laughs> no, but um, these zombie films are actually about the human condition. They are about us as human beings and being stupid. I remember reading The Walking Dead. I think I got to like issue um, 30-something. Or there's this one part in the comics, the early issues of the books, where they find this abandoned town during Christmas, and they're like, okay, maybe this is safe. Maybe we could... They shack up there for a few days and everything is fine until one day someone goes out to this. It was like a gated community sort of thing. They op- they like wipe the snow off and it says, don't enter dead inside. Yes. And then yeah. all of a sudden the zombies just come, That's like out volume of, three. come out of nowhere and just wreck shit. Wait, are you sure it's not don't inside enter dead? No, that's no. from that's from no, the that's first. That's, that's, that's really cool because isn't it like they start entering the town and checking it out and they don't realize until they're all the way, they're yeah, inside. They're all, they're all in there. Yeah, that's some good. They're stuff. already there and they're like, oh crap! And even uh, the first season of The Walking Dead, where you they get to the CDC in Atlanta and they're like, which is, is there not a cure? In the comic book? Yeah, that's not in the comic book at all. 
But it's like, is there a cure? Or can we figure out something to stop this? Or what happens after you get bit? Yeah. And there's there's like this one lone scientist who's there, and something goes wrong, and he's like, nah. you know what? Nah. Blowing it up. We're done, and yeah. he blows himself up it's, along it, with someone else. To me, that's Walking Dead's biggest mistake is the ending with, with CDC. Uh, well, because at that point, you've given the characters no end point. It's well, just no, that's, aimlessly walking. Well, here's the thing about a TV show. A comic book can go on and on and on and on. We, we're conditioned to think. Uh, they're, we're conditioned to think that there are no endpoints to comics, which is why it's so shocking when they do end. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when Robert Kirkman says The Walking well, Dead Why do TV ending, shows out then? Because money. Um, well, but sure, like, but if it's making money. The first, the pilot episode always sets up the show where it's going to go. Like it always, you get the setup of like, here's the MacGuffin for the show and we go to get that. And if you are like, oh, Breaking Bad, that's a bad example. It's never about the journey. It's never about the destination. It's about the journey. Yeah. Right. But if, so if the, CDC, the, if the CDC was always kind of like out of reach, just always like. You know, and it, maybe it doesn't become, maybe it's not the focal point, but it's like, there's always like the idea that the CDC is out there. Maybe they'll help. Then it gives the show kind of a purpose. Here's my huge thousand billion percent problem with that in the comics, because that's why I hate that they introduced that, because they gave you hope that there could be a cure, whereas in the comics, there's never that hope. The hope is with, Ab- what's his name, Abraham? Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. There's a scientist guy that they meet, uh, like in like, like issue like 100. Abraham. Wait- Abraham was the was the dude with the handlebar right. no, um, who uh, spoiler alert died by Negan. Yeah, um, the uh, the scientist guy anyway. He has a mullet in the comics, right? And he's like, I know the cure, and like I'm a southern guy, and I know the cure. And he's actually crazy. He doesn't actually know it. The whole point of The Walking Dead is like no one knows what happened. They're never gonna know. So when they even give you a semblance of hope, they're like, oh, there could be a cure. That puts it in your mind that oh, there needs to be an endpoint where there was never gonna be an endpoint for The Walking Dead. That's not what it's about. At the po- at the same time, we're both talking about. A problem from stemming from the same thing. Yeah. We just think it's a different problem. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like kind of like to me, it's like if Battlestar Galactica doesn't start with "I know where Earth is." Yeah, you know, then there's no. It's like, well, I guess we just go. But just the, go I think to Earth. I, I I understand what you're saying, but I The Walking Dead is it's it's kind of its own thing because it's about the after the end of the world. Like there isn't a point. It's just about surviving. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to stay alive in a world that is in shambles. Actually, and- Battlestar Galactica is a really good comparison point for my point anyway because Battlestar Galactica doesn't uh, because Adama ends up lying about where he doesn't know where Earth is mm-hmm. but he gave them the hope that I know where Earth is yeah. and we're gonna go we're gonna go find it yeah. but he does but he really doesn't and that just gives people a purpose that gives you know you're always you're watching the show because you're like well where's where are, is the destination where is the end point and you do the journey yeah. is the, mo- the more important thing but you're always just kind of like wondering what's next, what's next, what's next. Who's going to find out? Who's not going to find out? So no matter what, though, I think you and I agree that showing the CDC at the end of it was, season it one was not a good idea. is a mistake. Yeah, Because especially they didn't do it in the comic, and, I, and it's problematic for everyone. Yes. Yeah. I love George Romero. I really wish he made, he didn't end on bad movies, man. I know. Because if he ended on Land of the Dead... You gonna... always say you prefer to end on a high Exactly. Note. He made Empire of the Dead, and I, I I think I read it. It was so long ago, so I don't really remember. It was Marvel's comics, right? Yeah. Weren't the vampires in that? I honestly don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But um, Day of the Dead has my favorite uh, uh, zombie eating scene of all time. It's uh, uh, the captain guy at the end. He's getting ripped apart from like... It's such a good yeah, sequence. So, so Ben, so this dude's on the ground. He's getting his hands just like shoved in and you see it. They're pulling out like horse intestines. They're pulling like guts, right? And this captain, who's the villain of the movie, he's mean. He kills people. He just yells, choke on it. Choke on it as he's yes. dying. 
it's the most and badass. The, uh, the effect you see them ripping he's like, the skin he's like, off. He's like he's like into the ground. Like he's cutting. So like it's not actually him, but like it's like a fake body. No, it's actually him. They really rip up. Yeah, it's, yeah. He he, <laughs> he, he, really he died, died for a scene. But like it's the most visceral, and it's like the way he's yelling choke on it as he's dying. Like, yeah. that's seared in my brain for the rest of my life. Day of the Dead also has my favorite zombie, Bub. Bub. Bub the learning zombie. Yeah. So the Aww. idea of Day of the Dead is you know they're kind of trapped in a military bunker, and it's well, they think they're the last of humanity. Yep. And uh, they're they're trying to figure out can we domesticate a zombie? Day is closest to like Walking Dead. We're like that's why I think Day is like the least hopeful and like the least like I don't know what I want to say about this movie because I feel like that's just like we're like we lost. Yes. But like, it's just yeah. about hope. So Day of the Dead is the zombie apocalypse is fully in effect. And uh, oh man, the the shot in the beginning with, with the, the alligator. Zo- with no, with the zombie, he showed with the zombie and the the sun. Oh yeah, and the zombie just like shows up. Oh, I got it's you. So good. Uh, I also remember just because like there's a bunch of zombies walking around Florida, and there's an alligator just walking between them. Yeah, and it was just, just a real alligator. I remember the alligator. <laughs> um, so, uh, in, in Day of the Dead, there's a scientist who's trying to be like, well, can we help them remember who they used to be? And they help this one zombie, Bub. Try to remember who he they is. They did it in one of the Resident Evil movies. If you've seen those, they did. Yes, one of the scientists did the exact same thing, and it didn't work out. No, um, and so so Bub keeps trying to. So they're trying to like remind Bub who he is, and they kind of succeed. He ends up. Uh, he ends up being uh, kind of a good zombie. Yeah, he learns how to fire a gun, which is frightening. Um, yeah. Which we learned more of Land of the Dead. In yeah. Land of the Dead, they actually one one zombie, the the head zombie, in, in machine gun, just <laughs> and he looks at it and he's like, he literally does like a head nod, like oh my god, I got this. I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah, Land of the Dead is goofy fun. It's super. Fun. He should have yeah. ended Land of the Dead. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I remember being so excited for Diary and Survival of the yeah, Dead because like I'm all, I like found footage movies a lot. I think when done right, uh, they're the most effective because you're in it. There were too many, but yes, I agree. I it's just like just like any anything that's big, it's a, it, like a fad happens, yeah. and then you get like Apollo Eleven, which isn't good. And what? That's it's the one where they go to the moon and they find. That's aliens, right. And it wasn't good. Wasn't Apollo Seventeen? It was like Apollo 11, 12, it, 13, no, 14. Apollo, it was Apollo, Apollo 17 because there was... 17? Yeah, because yeah, they're like the Apollo, last Apollo mission. Oh, yeah. Apollo 11 made it the to the moon. The one we don't back. know about. There Apollo go. 13 okay. was the Tom Hanks movie. There you go. Apollo 17 was the last mission to the moon. There you go. It's the one we don't know about. We do now. I saw it in 2015. <laughs> Man, Project X. Remember that? That's the Miles Teller's one. Miles Teller one. Oh. Remember Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan both started in, in found footage films. You're right. Project X? Project X was a giant house party. No, no. I, I saw that at the Warner Bros. lot in a pre-screening. It was god awful. I forgot. Uh, what? I think that came off. I think it was like The Hangover. It was like the big party movie. And they're like, oh, we got to make something cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no. Let's get a bunch of cell phones and film this. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was. So it cheap, was for, Most it was, of it. Was, it was so this, cheap, dude. That's so right. Cheap. It was through this one kid's, They actually. Uh, they actually did a party they actually threw a party i forgot that miles T- i didn't i forgot that miles Teller was in that movie yeah everyone did yeah i think everyone forgot that movie i did actually. you know who also forgot no. that movie george romero <laughs> chronicle uh michael B. jordan starred in chronicle yeah that's a, that's really, a good movie that, that's is, good that is a really good movie a uh, man george romero he's great um i i if if that uh empire of the dead is on i was tapping my phone right there if you can hear it uh if it's on the marvel unlimited app i'll read it because I, I like spookies yeah i would recommend reading empire of the dead also you know, new Dead Wardians hashtag Future Book Club. Yes, that's, um, I honestly that was like I found that book like uh, like right as I was getting into like super big into comics. So like I just got it because I thought the name was cool. Me too. And I actually uh, fun fact about that one real quick. Uh, I had met Dan Abnett for the first time after that book came out. Oh yeah. And I didn't have it with me, but I was dating Sherry at the time, uh, my first girlfriend, and she 
and we both really liked that book. We were like, this is excellent. Nobody knew who Dan Abnett was yeah. at the time. He was sitting at the Vertigo booth. Nice. Guardians had not been announced. Yeah. Had, the Guardians was not in anyone's purview. Yep. So we are, so we go off to him and we're like, oh, you're Dan Abnett. You wrote this. That'd be great. Uh, can, we, can you sign it? He's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. No line. Of course. Now you can't get him. Yeah. Because Guardians. Because Guardians. Uh, I remember when he used to write Warhammer 40,000 novels. I'll kill you. Oh, thank you. Push my glasses up. What are you going to say, Ben? No, no, no. I was like, Warhammer 40... He wrote... He's written real-life-ass novels. The only books I read are about 40,000 years in the future. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or the Bible. Man. <laughs> George A. Romero, future zombie movie. Has there been zombie movies set in the future? Yeah, I want... I want to say, like, yes, but, like, sci-fi versions, not actual zombies. Mm. Jason X. He's technically a zombie. Yeah, he is kind of a zombie. Because the whole thing about that movie is after listening to the uh, How Did This Get Made, like, he regenerates or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does. I, I actually have seen Jason X. Jason X is one of my favorites. Multiple times. It's super fun. It's For... a lot of fun. It's terrible. No, no. It's a lot of fun. It has gone awful. There, I have, the reason why I've seen it is reasons I don't want to say on the air. Oh, you were dared. Sex reasons? I don't know. It's just a movie. Just watch a movie, man. You don't need to be crazy. Movies. Just watch a movie, man. Be kind. Oh, Rewind. George Meredith watches movies, am I right, guys? Yeah. So, anyway. Anything we want to... Anything else we want to... I, I, I feel like... Here's the thing. I feel quick, like... Yes. Favorite zombie movie. That That is or isn't George uh, Romero's... Favorite zombie... That's, I, uh, it can be either or. No, no. Because we're talking about George Romero. Let's... let's. Your favorite George Romero? Day. It's Day. You haven't seen any. I haven't seen any. Mine's, mine was Zombieland. Yeah. Is Zombieland. Mm. Of the Romero, it would be Day. Of the Romero, it would be Land for me. Yeah. But I do think, I think Dawn is the best. I think it's, I think that's his best work, yeah. yeah. I just like, I like the aspects of Day uh, a lot more. There's a lot of really good visual stuff in Day. Yeah, I like Land a lot. When I see it, if it wasn't for him in the modern zombie, I would not get Zombieland. Yeah. No, that's true. So no, the whole, the whole horrid landscape after Night of Living Dead would, it would be different. He, yeah. cha- he changed horror forever. Well, you wouldn't get those amazing Walking Dead mazes at Universal Studios. So there, are, there are tons of, of, of just, you know, Night of Living Dead didn't need to be black and white at the time. At, it, it, it did it, but let me tell you why actually it did. Well, no, I mean, like, I mean, like, the we had color thing. film. We had oh, color no, film yeah. at the time. It was a lot cheaper, though. It was super cheap. True. Um, so the reason that movie is so seminal is because it deals with racism. And the char- the main character in that movie is black. And back then, you do not have a black actor lead your movie. That was still when people were racist. I mean, there's still obviously racist people today. No, but, right, right. But, <laughs> but in the, you, in you've the, made your bed. People are not yeah, racist today. Right. Uh, in the 60s, it's just not, it's not a common thing, right? right? And the whole point of that movie, not the whole point, but at the end of that movie, he's the alone survivor. And he walks out, and they, the police still shoot him. That's the whole point. I just that's, remember that. That's that's that shocked people because it's like that's sending a message. Like you, it says it right there. That's that's more relevant today than any time before, if anything. It actually is more relevant today. I didn't even think about that. That's actually kind of scary. The police yeah. shooting the lone yeah. survivor is on the who just happened to be African. The original the original ending of Get Out is very much the same thing. What were they gonna kill him? Well, have you not seen the original the alternate ending for Get Out? No. no. So, I haven't even seen Get Out. Uh spoilers for Get Out. Mm, you care? I I kinda do. Will will the alternate spoil the original movie? Yes. Uh, tell me after. Then tell, tell me. After. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, so I'll just say this then: the alternate ending for Get Out is very much in that same vein. Cool. Um, that makes me interested in it. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. No. Um. So, uh, yeah, man. It's a shame that we lost such a legend this year. Yeah. It's a shame that he didn't go out on a high note. Yeah. It's a shame that, um, you know, we owe a lot. To what I mean, we owe a lot of what we know as horror to him. Yeah, 
Because he didn't just make horror movies; he made horror movies with a message. Yes, which is what like even the West, best the best of genre stuff does. Even Wes Craven didn't really yeah. have a message in a lot of his films. Uh, y- uh. Y- yes, I will say yes up until more recently. More recently, sure. Yes, like Scream is straight up like a, like a parody of horror movies. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he was more he was more Nightmare concerned. on Elm Street's just a fun slasher. He was more concerned with metatextual horror. Yes. towards the end there, New Nightmare, Scream, yeah. very yeah. very meta. All his films. late stuff's pretty great. Right. Yeah. So, but his earlier stuff, Friday the 13th. Swamp Thing. Friday the 13th. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Uh, Wait, Wes Craven directed Swamp Thing? The first Swamp Thing movie was directed by Wes Craven. <sighs> also, there's a Swamp Thing movie, for those of you who don't know. Oh, no. I, we, I, guys, I no. don't talk about it. I knew We talked sw- about this. Brandon, I knew there's, there's a Swamp Thing TV thing. show. No, I knew there was a... about this. I knew there was a There's a sequel that's a comedy. I'm making Ryan bleed in the uh, ears. I'm at, sorry. At the, at the Comic-Con, I listed up a Swamp Thing comic, and I was like, for the original motion picture, and it's like the shitty costume, and I'm like, I gotta put this back down. <laughs> As it. I was trying to say you for got, the past five seconds, Brandon. You got it, baby. I, have, I know that there's a Swamp Thing movie. I have not seen it, but I saw it on Netflix, and I was this close to watching it, and I thought, you know what? If no, you this wanna, is probably going to suck. If you so want to get drunk and have a great time watching a silly, fun a monster movie, don't do it. It's still not worth it. <laughs> Watch it's watch not, John Wick too. It is not worth it while you're drunk. So you know that's a bad movie if it's not worth it while you are drunk. Yeah, yeah. You just fall asleep. I mean, I, I only bring up Wes Craven because we also lost him recently. Yeah. And I yeah. not recently. It's actually 2015. Oh, <laughs> just I don't. Oh. I'm so bad with time. I still think I got this nose ring like last week. So you, you, you've had it. It's been since like a year and a half. So like I don't even know well, anymore. You've dude. had it since we've had done the show. Yeah, it's impossible for me to con- concept time. Anyway, final I'm thoughts a- on George Romero. Uh, I wish Sparks was uh, here. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I, really I wish Sparks. Again. I wish Sparks were here because he would have uh, a lot of great insight. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, you know, things happen. Sparks, I know you're listening right now. Into the future, please watch Monkey Shines. I know I talked to you about it, but like, I think you'll really like it because it's super silly. It's a super silly, awesome monkey movie. It's great. It's super fun. Ben, uh, I gotta watch some of those movies now. I just need to do that. I would recommend watching. Uh, Honestly, probably like the best encapsulation is probably Dawn. Yeah, I, really I think so. That. Because that's like it's got like the original like it's got great effects it's got a great message uh, it holds up like acting and all that. Oh yeah, uh, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead is really great. <laughs> it, it it really is. You know what? Actually, I do. Like, enjoy that's still it a his lot. best movie. Question: yeah. Is the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead the one where they hide out in a mall and then they like just like the original? Dawn just of like the, Dead. the original. And then they actually build a bus and this one chick dies. Not like the original. Not like the original. And this no. one chick dies because this one guy's missteps and she dies by a chainsaw. By a chainsaw? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was Zack Snyder. No. Holy yeah. shit! That's, that I, was his first movie. No, I actually have seen like the halfway through that movie. It was on oh, Stars halfway? randomly, and my brother and I were watching it. That's still his best movie. The remake. Some the, reason. The remake of the of Dawn of the Dead. Ends very differently, but for the most part, it's pretty. Yeah. So, uh, there's a zombie baby that's on the original. No, it's I the, about the it's a baby. lot more uh, uh, style, less substance. Yes, but it's still an awesome movie. It, I, still, they, I think it's both Dawn of the Dead are great for different reasons. Yes, which is crazy to say. But watch what's the original Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Day of the Dead is a lot of fun. My favorite Land of the Dead. I highly recommend uh, that one. Dawn of the Dead has a bunch of crazy bikers who throw pies in zombies' faces. Yes, they do. And if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what will. He was a weird old man. Imagine a bunch of like like Harley Davidsons, like uh, what, oh. like the, the angels, like uh, Hell's Angels, Hell's Angels, like just mowing through zombies, like with bats and throwing pies in their faces, getting killed. I'm intrigued. It's really fun. Here's the thing about old horror movies. I know you don't like horror, but old horror movies are very are very rarely scary. Oh, I bet. Oh, I know they are. Yeah, unless it's The Exorcist. Unless it's The Exorcist. Then it scares me every time because that movie is still legitimately that terrifying. That movie is so good. I kind of want to watch The Exorcist now. Dude, I'll, it's 
legitimately like frightening. I have been told. My dad said it's the scariest movie he's ever seen in his entire life. You, you've seen it? Mm-hmm. This, there's a scene where she's walking backwards down the stairs Ugh. like a spider. And I was like seven. and I Not started... in the original theatrical cut. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Interestingly enough. It's so spooky. No wonder they cut it. Yep. <laughs> God. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Probably. No, that's gonna... actually legitimately. Here's the thing. I have not seen all of uh, of exorcism. Of exorcism, I stop at that scene. I saw I that. Can't go I saw it when I was like seven, and I I started crying because it was like a monster lady was coming after me. That movie is terrifying. Anyway, happy Halloween, everyone. I yeah. love Halloween. Spookies. <laughs> no, speaking um, of The Exorcist, a few years ago they had the maze at a uh, horror nights. Yeah. Fanny was so adamant not to go on that maze. I was actually, there contortion ladies going crazy? There wasn't contortion ladies, Aww, but right. I mean, it's it's horror nights, so they didn't have like a bunch of they had like the the dummies, but they did have the uh, girl spinning the head. Around. Oh, that's pretty cool. And Fanny did not want to go on that maze. That was the one maze she was like, "No, we're not going on it." I actually dragged her on. I thought it was fun. I had a good time. I love, I love spooky stuff all the time. All right, well, that'll do it for our George Romero discussion. Um, Ryan, hey, take it away. Hey guys, it's Ryan Eliopoulos. So hey, during secret, hey, I'm, I'm great. Thanks. I don't know. That was me. I don't know why I'm here. I hey. said, "Who are you?" Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Taskmaster. <laughs> Hey guys, my name is John Leopolis, and I'm, I picked a book called Taskmaster, uh, uh, colon, actually it's not a colon, Unthinkable. So it's written by uh, Fred Van Lente, and the art is by a guy just named Paolo, like Madonna, but Paolo. All right. He's a, he's a really good artist. So during Secret Empire, uh, you guys got introduced just a little bit to Taskmaster, who's like a quirky mercenary who has you some kidding me? Cool I met him first in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh my god, you're right. Oh, he's, it makes me more mad he's not an infinite now. Oh yeah, he's not a uh, <sighs> DLC probably. Gross. Anyway, okay. Taskmaster, he's a mercenary. He has photogenic uh, uh, reflexes or whatever it's called, photogenic uh, copycat ability. Photogenic memory. Photogenic memory. So if he sees you do a cool dance move, he memorizes it. If he sees you do a fight move, he's got to memorize. He's the perfect assassin, right? Give me five minutes in, in, in YouTube search. <laughs> if, he, if you need a guitarist for your 1987 synth band, he, you've got a girl. Uh, so There's this, a lot of great scenes in this This book. is a really legitimately funny book. Um, it's but I w- also really heartfelt. Yes, and that's why I really like it because I think it balances it or it gives you a laugh and then it punches you in the stomach really well. So Taskmaster, this is in 2011. Funny enough, he's also working for Steve Rogers in a weird way. Um, but not in a way you think because uh, he has some mind problems, some memory problems. So every time he gains a new ability, he has to flush something out of his brain basically, right? So this whole book, it's kind of hard to talk about because it's kind of spoilery because the plot itself is like uh, this organization's out to get him. It's basically John Wick. The the, uh, the the script of John Wick 2 is like a bunch of assassins are about to kill John Wick. A bunch of evil people, Hydra, uh, the ta- the trench coat mafia. Who's secret, it? The Secret Empire. The Secret Empire. You got a whole bunch of cool bad guys. Let me Nobody see. expects the Inquisition. Yeah, the Black Chopper, Secret Empire, Trench Coat Mafia, Legion of the Living Lightning, Militiamen, Sons of the Serpent. That's why I love this book because I forgot about all these guys. And the Inquisition. The Militiamen who are just dudes from the Revolution. <laughs> That's hilarious. They got wigs on. So he, there's a billion dollar hit on Taskmaster. Uh, because he's now working for top cop Steve Rogers. Or is he? We don't really know, but it's... Neither does he. Neither does he. Yeah, he doesn't know. So uh, he meets up with this, like, waitress. Like, it's kind of weird. At the beginning, like, he just picks her up, and, you know, they go on this road trip because she gets involved, and he goes to the diner because it's his memory spot. It's where he goes because it's the one thing he can remember. It's, like, the one good spot he has, right? They all come after him, and he goes on this wacky adventure, and... Uh, wacky doesn't even begin... N- not even. No. ...to describe this adventure. Um, no. Don de los Muertos. Yeah, there's he's not. Yeah, the Don's uh, the Don of this like this like a Mexican cult is actually like a white dude. It's pretty good. 
um what was the oh, when they're when they're when they're flying and she's like i don't trust that you know how to fly a plane oh, shut up let me watch oh yeah it's like let me watch the youtube video let me watch this youtube video uh, it's like he didn't have enough time and he's and he's about to and he's like i, I trust uh, trust me <laughs> and the next panel is crashes the plane crashes the plane um i i want people to read this book so i'm not going to get too spoilery but there's a lot of twists and turns and like people who who they aren't who they say they are and you learn stuff about taskmaster's past and like some really crazy stuff happens with his memory where he like loses like uh, someone very important to him and like, like that final issue. I think that final scene at the very end is like really powerful. I think it's really good stuff. This is a hard book to find right now. It's not it's not in print. Yeah. I'm, um, I can't believe I got it. I don't know where I got it. So it, I do recommend that you read this book because it it puts an interesting period on the character. Yeah. Like you you get something of this character that I never expected. It's a lot like Jerry Duggan's Deadpool. Yeah. Where Deadpool would be you know, you'd see Deadpool like being the wacky guy, and then there would be the original sin issues where his daughter shows up and is like yeah. really heartfelt and and really yeah. intense. Uh, I haven't read it, but there's apparently a couple of issues where he uh, does an adventure with Wolverine and Captain America, and the ending is apparently super gut wrenching. Oh, uh, uh, my Chris was talking to me about was talking to me about it once, and I tried to get to pry it out because I really wanted to know. Yeah, but I I, mean, I have to read it. Of course. Um, so it's a lot like that, where you this character is really goofy, and you want and you you expect him to be funny. It's a defense and, mechanism, yeah. And just there like is a lot of there is a lot of humor in this book, but it it's super sad. The uh, ending, the ending. I think that's I, that's the main reason I really wanted you guys to read it because I think I think it ends really strong. And uh, if it didn't have that ending, I don't think it would still be a fun book, but it wouldn't be the book that it turned into because it kind of is like a full circle back to the very first page of like. Uh, Taskmaster. He goes to like a. He goes to this uh, uh, payphone. Payphone. I, I couldn't even think of it because we don't have him anymore. He goes to a payphone and he talks about how his finger just does the reflexes of dialing the number to the organization because that's what he's known his whole life and he doesn't remember how it happens. He just answers. He he calls a number and he gets the mission right, and all that stuff with who his operator is and who he really works for and how he used to be a shield agent and all this weird stuff and is he still a shield agent? He doesn't even know. Maybe all this stuff is twisty and turny and um. It ends very, very satisfactory where uh, he can just go and be the taskmaster that we're used to, but you have an entire different view of this character now because of it. So when I'm reading Secret Empire, I'm imagining all this stuff like, so where does where does like Mercedes fit into this? And like, is like, is this is he in contact with Nick Fury at all? Like, of course, he's probably not because it's not related. Right. But like, it gives you depth to a character that was kind of just a fun character. Now he's like an actually like, good character. No, there's you know? one thing I really want to mention about this book is the art. Now, Taskmaster, as you mentioned, Ryan, he has photogenic memory. He can, if he sees you do something, he memorizes it and has it mastered. Oh, yeah, this is awesome, One of the dude. best things about this is that when he does, like, when he throws a shield or when he whips his chain or he uses a sword and just to kick ass and take names, instead of seeing the, the way that um, Paolo. Paolo does it is that he draw it's like a, a orangish flashback of the character he learned it from. But it, it's, it's, it's like a covered. Picture, it's a picture in picture, basically. Yeah, it's a picture in a picture. It covers Taskmaster, but like when he throws a chain, it's Spider-Man whipping his web. Instead, it's Taskmaster doing a chain, or yeah. it's him throwing a shield like Captain America. Uh, if he's if he's gonna stab someone, it's it's like it's the outline of him, but it's the focus of Elektra doing it. Like yeah, he incorporated like from Elektra. When he chops off the Yakuza's finger in the yes. in the second page. Uh the the final battle with the with the red shirt, the Uber the Uber. Okay, so I wanted okay. I wanted to get into this. <laughs> this is the funniest okay, so thing. I Jesus. I have it. So the main bad I knew you guy would like it. The main bad guy of this story. Uh so 
He what's says, <laughs> all under my leadership, redshirt the Uber henchman. Yeah. Yeah, but what's it, his organization called, dog? <laughs> <laughs> so then, then it does this then it does this whole this really cool like uh three by twelve, uh three by four paneling of yeah. just this guy like snickering about this terrible name because yeah. red shirt. Not because like, red shirt, but also the name <laughs> of the organization. No, but he's just like he's just like, Do you know what red shirt means on TV? I don't watch TV. You don't watch Hulu. You who does, thing. Who does it's watch? like you, I see you. I saw you watch Hulu and YouTube. You uh, know what a red shirt is. Don't deny. It's so still television. That's really we good. don't find out the organization name until the last issue. No, we do. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Uh uh-uh, uh. Because it was right before. It's actually that scene. it's on that page and it's yeah, yeah it's there. He oh, says it right before. Let, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'll save it for you, but it's really good. It's like. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yep. Soon, the Minions International Liberation Front. Great name. MILF. Yep. <laughs> what What does he say? It's like, we fight for MILF. And he's like, oh, now I get it. No, he doesn't even. It's just, he's just like. Yeah, let me, let me. Does he say like, oh, I didn't say it out loud. He says, into the hands of the Minions International Liberation Front. Follow Red Shirt Men. The f- the future belongs to MILF. And then some dude in the background just goes, oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. And, of course, that one minion that you talked about earlier where he's snickering and then oh, the gets, red shirt. Oh, I'm going to die, aren't I? Yeah. He's oh, like, like, kill me, is that you? funny? He just like, explains, like, dude, this is stupid. And he just stares and I was like, you're going to kill me now, aren't you? Just chops his head off. Yeah. Um, The scene with, with the Don where, like, the Don kills, like, his guitarist. Because he was like being in, insub- he was like a spy, yeah, and he's uh-huh. like, "Oh, why did I kill my guitarist? I have a performance." And Taskmaster's like, "Yo, dog, just give me twenty minutes on a YouTube video, and I got you." And he performs, he performs in like a cover band, and like a nineteen eighty seven, it's so uh, fun, Casio electric guitar. It's super fun, yeah. and uh, like what Ben was talking about with like the the references of the different uh, uh, characters that he's taking from the final battle against the red shirt, the Uber henchman, has like the best the best page in this book is. Is him using so he's losing. Taskmaster is losing this fight. Spoiler alert, I guess. The, the red shirt Uber Uber henchman is kicking his ass, and he's like, "You don't have enough memories to like at one at a time. You're like, you got to bring everything at me." And he brings everything at him, and he can't handle it, and he gets his ass kicked. But it, in the end, like that makes Taskmaster like no the 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 what the last he 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 absorbs another. He absorbs the. He abs- oh, he absorbs. Uh, don't hold on, hold on. Don't tell me. Hold it's on. not like we read this before no, we started no, the show. We read this a couple days ago, bro. No, I mean, he he absorbs. I don't want to spoil it. No, yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it? Because he absorbs one last power. Oh yeah, got it. Yeah, of course. And then so yeah, uh, he absorbs just enough power to to get rid of the one thing that was really keeping him like himself. Yeah. And it it's it's really awesome because he gave up this memory to protect this thing. And it's so sad. Mm-hmm. That's it, this, the w- final page, man. It's like one of my favorite I final was, pages. I, I was really happy that you. you I'm glad. I for I spoiler. I forced them to read this book today because this is a book I did not. This is not. I'm not gonna let this one go. Another one I can get past. Because I, uh, I was after Secret Empire. I was looking forward to reading more Taskmaster, and the mm-hmm. fact that you picked this was really made me really happy. I yeah. am glad I now know more about Taskmaster as actually read him than to see him as one of the random Marvel characters yeah. in a video game. Yeah. Because Taskmaster for me now is like, okay, this Marvel character is actually really, really cool and, he and always, I want to yeah. read more. And he, he, this is the only time he's ever had his own book and it's four issues. And he always shows up as just... Not the, the only time. There was one in 2004. Really? Yeah. I'm going to find it. Uh, I, I only reason why I know that is because when I, ser- when I was searching for this, yeah. I found that. Gotcha. Well, I'm actually going to look that up then if it's in print. Yeah. But uh, I looked up what this other artist did, Paolo did, and Paolo did some Moon Knight, baby. And I read oh. some Moon Knight. That's pretty good. Love me some Moon Knight. All right. And Moon Knight's in this. Yeah. He's part of the Secret Avengers. Yeah. 
That's that's some remender. You want to do, there's another Ant Man that you probably if you have if you only read seen Eric the Ant Man movie you're not gonna know who this character is but he's the that's third Ant Man. That's Black Ant. Ant. It's a team up. It's Eric so good. Grady. Guys, if you guys want some, uh, a good fun uh, book with a little bit of heart, check out Taskmaster Unthinkable. Highly recommend. Oh yeah. From all of us, I think. Almost definitely. Yeah. All right, that'll do it. Excelsior. Especially if you're a main of Taskmaster in Marvel vs. Capcom three. I keep forgetting he's in that game. And so do and I. It, I'm, I'm even more mad. I always forget because whenever I have just like random all matches with Fanny, I get yeah. to, one of us gets Taskmaster. I'm like, oh yeah, he's in there. Oh. Yeah. All right. So next week, uh, I'm going to do one last spooky, spooky book. I'm going. To, I chose Survivors Club. That's a great. Can you just give him the quick premise because that's so awesome. Survivors Club. I'll give him the pitch. There you go. Give him the pitch. Pitch it for me. It's a, uh, it's a story. So take. All the Survivor Girls, quote, the the trope, the Survivor Girls from slasher films, and put them all together because one last thing is coming after them. So there it is. I like that. Hmm. So like you know, like uh, the end of Friday the Thirteenth, you got a Survivor. The end of uh, Diamond and Emma, you got Survivor. They all come together. And what that what that has made them into, you know, what has it done to them psychologically? Uh, it dives into That's all cool. that. But it turns out they're all connected. Why? You'll see. We'll see. Good stuff. I read the first three issues. I'm looking forward to reading the rest. Heck yeah. Is the first tr- is the trade five six, six I believe. Cool. I'll check. I have it. But yeah, so pick up the trade. It is in print. It is fairly new. Uh, Survivors yeah. Club. Che- I love next it. Next week, uh, that'll do it for us this week. It sounds like a scarier version of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. Next week, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <sighs> oh my gold blooms. We are going to <laughs> ten gold blooms out of ten, and apparently. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Thor Ragnarok, and the week after that, we'll be reviewing Stranger Things season two. <laughs> so get get watching, guys. Yep. I finished it already because I'm a loser. <laughs> I've been waiting um, to do this whole show. Let me check this That'll out. do it for us this week. At the end of the show, we'd love to say thank you to everybody. Uh, for example, for example, for instance, Jeremy Vellucci. Uh, Jeremy does our theme music and has been collaborating with me for a very long time, and I'm very excited to keep collaborating with him, uh, hopefully with some more stuff coming soon. Love your stuff, dog. Uh, but he does Suburban Proctologist. You can find Suburban Proctologist, his show, uh, all on iTunes, uh, facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Also check it out on iTunes. Please subscribe, rate, and review that. He could really appreciate it. Also, Louis Beretta, who does our logo. You can find him Instagram at lens for eyes. Uh, he's a really great artist uh, who works with any zine. Any zine is the Cal State Northridge uh, official quote, of, quote, un- unofficial uh, zine. E-N-I-Z-I-N-E. They meet every third Wednesday of the month. Anyone is welcome to join if you're in the greater Los Angeles area. If you're not, however, you can find them on social media. But if you are, CSUN Art Department, room 507 from 6 to 10. That's the Cal State Northridge Art Department, room 507 from 6 to 10. Uh, you can find them on Instagram, anyzine underscore CSUN. That's E-N-I-Z-I-N-E underscore C-S-U-N. Facebook, anyzine at CSUN. Email dot csun at gmail.com if you'd like to get involved with us please do we'd love to hear from you guys twitter instagram facebook fake nerd podcast you can email us directly he's rolling through this right you're doing good oh, yeah. uh i'm not gonna mess up right now i'm sorry it was so good <laughs> i couldn't handle it uh you would like to uh get get in touch with us directly fake nerd po- fake nerd guys at gmail.com what did you do to I me i messed it up i'm sorry fake nerd guys at gmail.com if you would like to message us directly uh you can find me bt mcclure on instagram and twitter you can find ryan dj tony snark and everything I'm Ben. Ben Magnet 27 for everything. And also check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting some stuff, from, pictures from the con. Heck yeah. Cosplay for life. Yeah, man. Uh, 
subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, tune in, and tell your friends about us. Uh, we'd love to get more listeners. Rate and review wherever you wherever you get us. Also greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, until next week, guys. Stay spooky, nerds. Do, do, do.